Well, hello there, fans of the greatest podcast, which is to say the one you are currently listening to, mm-hmm. Dead and Lovely, a show hosted by me and him. That's right. I'm me, and he's him. I'm No, I'm me. You're, you're me. Oh, wait. No, no, no. You're it's me. It's me. Him. I'm him. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm Uncle Ben. I'm Hollywood Steve. God damn, we need that, to practice this shit. You know what? We'll figure it out. I think by episode 500, yeah, well, it'll it'll be smooth. The first like 250 episodes of the show are just kind of us sort of like getting the format down, getting yeah. warmed up. Yeah, finally. Whew. We're going to nail it one of these days for you guys. <laughs> People are going to be like, good, good. Finally, a 30-minute episode where they only <laughs> talked about the movie. <laughs> and introduce themselves properly. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Now I can enjoy this show. <laughs> oh, well. We'll Whatever. get there one day. <laughs> yep, you're listening to Dead and Lovely, the only podcast. Mm-hmm. And we are here today to be talking about Sweet Tart. Yep, Sweet Tart. Sweet Tart. I which love is them. They're good. On a Netflix. Mm-hmm. Go a Netflix to Netflix, sweet tart. look up a Sweet Tart, mm-hmm. and you're going to find it. It's from 2019. Mm-hmm. This is a... Pretty fucking rad movie. Yeah, spoilers for the the review section, but I like we this like movie a it. whole lot, and be sure to watch it. Yeah, definitely. It's also not going to take all day to watch it, so That's I recommend true. that you do. It's real short in like a very good way. Yeah, nice and tight. So if just you're deba- like my wife, hi yo. Hey! But if, if you're debating, like I've never heard of this movie, why should I watch this movie? It's like because we said so, jabroni. It's like eighty minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's a good reason. Number two good yeah so go check it out because of good mm-hmm. right and we're gonna be spoiling the shit out of it deep diving onto this thing if you want to skip onto the movie review portion there is a timestamp for you in the mm-hmm. podcast we're gonna be doing some good quality catching up and uh-huh. before we get to there though so you want to stick around and hang out with your boys and slam a co-beer code let's do that we got a couple in front of us how about yeah. let's just go ahead you know mm-hmm. what even thinking about being on a deserted island, yeah. it just got me thirsty. I'm like, oh, God, I'm so thirsty. I can't drink the water. Dave yeah. Matthews Band said, don't drink the water. Now, very fortunately, this isn't a deserted island. Or a Dave Matthews Band song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it, maybe it is deserted technically because there were people there before who got uh, axed. So I, guess, I mean, that's kind of deserting the island. Well, let's get into like maybe a dessert beer. How about yeah, that? Yeah, I'm excited for that. We've got ourselves a Zool Beer Company, mm-hmm. which is right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Right near the beach. This is their Pastry Kids on the Block, Volume 2. What a name. Yeah. This promises to have a, a peanut butter, a raspberry, a strawberry, and marshmallow fluff. This is like an ultimate after-school snack, isn't it? Let me tell you how the color of this and the smell of this will make your brain go, what? What's that smell like? it is, it's like a pinkish purple, and then it smells like oh, peanut butter. It smells like peanut butter jelly time. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> I got the sediment. I've got all kinds of clouds oh, damn, and so yeah. on in mine, man. I got yeah. some cosmic debris floating around in here. <laughs> Hope it's some nut butter, man. A day without a peanut butter ain't a day whatsoever. Yep. You can't go a day without nut butter. Mm. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, this smells that really good. It does smell like a delicious peanut butter sandwich is what it uh, smells like. Well, guess what it tastes like? I hope. It's uh, a peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter sandwich. I'll tell you that for sure. It tastes like a nice peanut butter sandwich. That's fucking good. Yeah. 
I was kind of concerned about the marshmallow fluff. It's not too strong, but it's in there. A little bit of sweetness and a little bit of marshmallowiness. And the thing is, is I've also had some of these beers that try to do the peanut butter jelly thing, and like it the just, peanut butter yeah. ends up like way heavy, yeah. like it does in like a peanut butter milk stout or something. Yeah, here it's a, it's it's a smell, and then it's like a light flavor. The fla- more dominant flavor is the like jelly sour. Yeah, bit. the raspberry especially yeah. is really strong in there. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that at all, yeah, as I'm usually really not good. about a Zool beer. Zool yeah. makes a very yeah, Zool fine definitely product. fucks. Mm. That's good, Good man. Good stuff, man. I like it. Happy stuff. Happy stuff. How you been this week there, Steve? Man, doing good. Trying to get uh, rededicated to the gym. I've not been doing so good with that personally, man. Yeah. I've been a little hit and miss, man. But honestly, Mm -hmm. for me... That's good because, like, before my my sabbatical from work and stuff that I took, I was getting to be such a fucking raging asshole where it's like (laughs) if I didn't get to go to the gym, my whole day was just fucking ruined and I was bitter and an asshole about it because Mm -hmm. I get mad addicted to things like I do. I understand that, especially with the gym. Yeah. That is very addictive. So I'm trying to get to that point where I'm like, I I just didn't have time today. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. I've not been going as much as I wanted to, but I'm also not letting it ruin my day you know i've been in that mindset for the past two months or so Mm -hmm. and i'm just trying to pull out of it now and it's actually not hard it's not been hard to just be like okay i'm just gonna like make myself go to the gym even if i'm not really feeling it that particular day which for the past two months it's just been like i'm just not feeling it today i'm a little bit sore i'm just not gonna go in and that's been great it's Mm -hmm. been like relaxing and and kind of got me back in the position where like uh, I realized, like, oh, my right wrist isn't sore, which nice. it was for months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, because you never rested ever, dumbass. So I got I got a good bit of rest in there, and now I'm, like, going back in. I, I feel like I have a lot more energy to get a lot more stuff done, and it feels nice. All right, then. I assume it'll just go in that cycle for the rest of my life. Because cool. I, I, like, I like what you're saying. Like, you do... Once you get in the mind where you know that working out is good and you want to do it, and then you get to the mind where you're like, but if I don't do it, that's okay. It's not and the end of the damn world. Yeah, yeah, you don't fall off of a cliff because you didn't work out one day. Right. That's that's kind of the perfect way to be, I feel like. There you go. Yeah. There you go. We're always working our way towards it. Yeah. So, yeah. Been, been kicking my ass in the gym. Also been watching some things. What you been watching on? Well, on a Friday night, we watched The Boogans. For what? The Screaming Chat? <laughs> yeah, The Screaming Chat. Our mo- weekly Discord chat hangout movie watch, Shebang Bang? Yep. Yeah, on Friday nights, we, we hang out. We watch a, a movie that is on YouTube. That is the primary thing that needs to be, uh, the, the movie needs to have, is being on YouTube. Everybody can have without it. Without ads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, Community property. Yeah. So that means a lot of times we watch some real low quality shit. Well, what about the Boogans? Is that some real low quality shit? Listen, or is it's it gonna sick? hurt. It's gonna hurt some people's feelings because I'm sure some people have some. I loved that as a kid. Ouch! Type right of in my childhood. Yeah, it's boring. It's yeah. real boring. I've never seen it. That's one that I know that people our age are like. Yeah, that yeah. movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. The creature looks good. I get why that you would like the creature. I think the like. The monster is good, but you only see it briefly a couple times, so... 
Now, how does the boogans stack up to a Salem T boogans? Your puppy My dog. dog? Yeah. Uh, listen, she's a 10. It's a zero on Whoa. that scale. So no contest. It's a negative five even. Gosh, Get if that's here. the scale? If that's the scale, yeah. That's hard, man. <laughs> just come down hard on a boogan. Yeah. It was boring. I really? <laughs> yeah, I just didn't enjoy it. How does it stack up to the peanut butter solution, though? Peanut butter solution is more entertaining. Because it's Even just though like, it's weirder. Am I on drugs yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If somebody hasn't done a peanut butter milk stout called the peanut butter solution, yeah. I'm going to be disappointed. And put some pubic hair in it? Exactly there right. There you go. Yes. <laughs> if Start you don't up know the peanut butter brush. solution, go find out why I mentioned pubic hair Jesus just now. Jesus Christ, man. What a movie. Uh, and then on, on Sunday, our ice cream Sunday, which is the same thing as the screaming chat, except it's on Sunday, so it's same got a different shit, name. Different name. And we watch on streaming services rather than just YouTube. High so you, class. You need a monocle to show up on Damn, Ice Cream Sunday. High class. Yeah, we watched Ghosts of Mars, which is... That's a John Carpenter joint, yeah? Yeah, I think it is Carpenter's fourth worst film. Okay. What's the number one worst? Uh, I The Village of the Damned remake is, I, I believe, the worst. Really? I would say that, then Escape from L.A., then The Ward, and then... Goes to Mars. Whoa. So it's like you're putting vampires as being a better movie than those. Yeah, vampires would be right above Ghosts to Mars. Ooh. And don't get us wrong, if you're a first-time listener, we love us some JC. Yeah, John, John Carpenter, I believe my favorite horror director. Yeah, probably yeah. the best. Uh, but yeah, he he definitely, near the end, made a lot of stuff where he was just like, I just want money. <laughs> And they can't I'll all be shiners. Movie, yeah. He just wants to make some money so he can watch some damn basketball and play a video game. Exactly. Don't we all? Ghosts of Mars feels like a cool PlayStation game. It feels okay. like if this were a video game, I'd probably like it. So they're on Moors and there's Gerst. Has anybody alerted Elon Musk about this? This could be a potential problem. Well, it's coming in 2025. And my hope is that the ghost is uh, Elon Musk's dead corpse Ooh, rotting away on Mars. That could be fun. Yeah. And then somebody also has an NFT of a picture of his dead corpse. I like that. Yeah. And That's it's a worth, good idea. you know, what NFTs are worth. So nothing. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're launching some NFTs on our Patreon page, no, by we're the way. Not. Anybody that wants nope. to check those out, it's <laughs> a real limited edition. It. Nope. <laughs> They're going to be super valuable. Yeah. And you should buy them. No, do not. For actual money. No. Buy Beanie Babies first. Dude, I was going to say, I saw somebody that put out like a tweet that was like, dude, I lived through fucking Beanie Babies and Pogs mm-hmm. and <laughs> this and that. Like, you're not fooling with this NFT thing, no, guys. No, it's the same shit. Mm-hmm. It's Come annoying, on. man. It's real annoying. And people are getting into it that you don't want to get into it, like Tony Hawk oh, and Eric man. Andre. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. a lot of bands are like getting on that, too. I'm kind of thinking for like my guitar tabs that I make for my lessons. I'm just not going to call them tabs anymore. I'm going to call them nifties. <laughs> Get the guitar nifty for this uh, lesson that I just put up. <laughs> but I mean, then only one person dude. could get it. But then the crazy thing is, is like, my tabs are handwritten by me. Right. It's even better than a fucking nifty that was made on some stupid art app. It's true. I, I think literally anything is better than an NFT, as it yeah. is simply a receipt saying you own a thing, not the thing itself. Not the thing, though. Yeah. 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 I don't understand it. Renee Magritte did. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's honestly, yeah, it is something that like Magritte and like Warhol yeah. would be like creaming their jeans over. Yep, 100%. They'd be like, people are doing it. 
people are actually buying this? That's real stupid. I'll get in on this. And the artist didn't yeah. even really work hard to make it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's start a factory and make exactly. all of them. Let's start the nifty factory. Well, see, that's where you would fail because these uh, the the NFTs those that you see mostly, the bored ape ones, yep. they're just made by a computer program. Yeah. You don't even need a factory. No. Nope. You don't need people doing it. Uh-uh. You just turn it on a computer program. Yeah, Warhol would be mad crazy about that idea mm. for sure so is gwyneth paltrow so oh gooping gooping not a surprise that paltrow's into it no yeah no 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 <laughs> she's gonna start selling nfts of vagina stones oh very nice yeah. I like yeah. how that sounds <laughs> i like it sounds very nice be on the lookout for those it's good for your financial vagina <laughs> yeah <laughs> the health of your financial <laughs> vagina i like that man all right, so you guys watched uh, uh, Ghost of Mar. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we, of course, both of those, we had a blast, uh, even though they're not great movies. Um, I have been catching up. All right, catching up. Um, so, Arrested Development, one of my favorite shows, though I had only really watched the first three seasons. I had watched the fourth season one time when it came out, and... They admitted basically that they edited it weird. Oh, it, like it was it was shown from like each character's perspective, and you could watch it in any order, and weird. it just didn't really okay. work. It didn't really work for me, so they re-edited it, and I this is the first time I watched that version, and the first time I've gotten into season five of Arrested Development. So I sat down and started from episode one of season one. And I've gotten to season five now, and it's funny. I'm enjoying it. It is like season four had its issues where because the family's not all together, it's a completely different dynamic than the first three seasons. So it's not as funny to me. Mm-hmm. Season five, they're all kind of back together again. So you get a lot more of that interplay between each of the different ridiculous characters. So it, I've, been, I've been enjoying it. I've heard from a lot of people that it's a really fantastic show and that I should watch it. You should. Um, it's got some things in there that some people might think have not aged well, uh, but it's you'd be forgetting that the people involved are horrible. Like, they're supposed to be horrible, terrible people. Well, there you go. It's like watching old episodes of Always Sunny. It's like, yeah, maybe we're not supposed to say the R word anymore, but these people would. Yeah, they would. And they you're also not supposed say- to like them. Exactly. Yeah. We're supposed to be seeing them do this and go like, oh, they're despicable. And that's why a lot of this is funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So watching through some of it, I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. But then also like, right, they are shitty people. Don't some of it made you, made you grape stomp a little bit is what you're saying. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I also watched a little movie I'd never seen called Bolt. I've never seen Bolt. Now, it's about Usain Bolt, right? Yep, it's about Usain Bolt, uh, a cute little puppy dog. Mm-hmm. Yes, who yes. Is a, he's a movie star who doesn't know that the world outside of his, or he's a television star who doesn't know that the world outside of his television show exists. So oh, he this is like the Matrix with a dog. Kinda. Also kind of like the Truman Show with a dog. <laughs> Ooh, I like all, both of these. This all sounds very good. Uh, and then it becomes kind of like uh, Homeward Bound. Oh, I like yeah. that too. It's super cute. Sounds um, like something I should like watch this weekend for like our yeah, Sunday afternoon it, watch. Yes, huh? it is fun. It's adorable. Uh, you know, the animation is great. So, of course, it's a dog doing cute little dog things. And then there's also 
a cat and a hamster all doing cute little things and being funny. The hamster is super funny. Oh, I love funny. it. Yeah, so I enjoyed it. Worth really a watch, a good time. sounds like. Definitely, huh? yeah. All right. I'm going to lead with the best thing that I saw yeah, all I'm week. I'm excited. Which easily is a live performance by the band Wednesday Night Titans. Okay. Y'all, I'm telling you, find them on the Instagriddles and follow them, and if they're coming to your town... Go and fucking see Wednesday Night Titans. I've known of this band for a while. Their bass player, Kevin Scott, is a, a friend of mine, plays with Emil Worsler and uh, Jimmy Herring, all kinds of amazing players. Uh-huh. I found out they were coming to town, and I was like, well, I have to fucking go see this. It is so hard to describe what this band does that you really just have to go and watch it. But I will say that the closest thing that I could compare it to is you see those like Instagram clips and stuff of somebody taking like a funny news clip and they'll like remix it. Like mm-hmm. let, let, let's say even like the uh, the Kimmy Schmidt theme song. Mm-hmm. Females are so strong. And then they the make a song around it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Strong as hell. That's what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. But it's that kind of thing. Only it's with like all super deep cut old school 80s wrestling promos. Mm-hmm. And they base their songs around this. They bring a video screen that they drop down at the back of the room that plays all these clips that are synchronized with the music. They bring their own ropes and turnbuckles Mm -hmm. that they put up around the stage (laughs) and perform in, like, wrestling costumes. awesome. And it's this super fucking sick, like, drums and bass. It's just two people, Mm -hmm. but also with some live, like, loops and synthesizers and stuff going that are synced up to everything. It is so fucking bizarre and the attention to detail is just insane. It's one of those things that's so dumb, but they take it so seriously that it's just fan-fucking-tastic. That's awesome. And, dude, the best part about it, the part that I had the most fun with, is like 10 or 15 minutes before they started playing, uh, Kevin, the bass player, Ted Technical, as he's known Ted Technical. on the stage, uh-huh. <laughs> like he comes out. In full wrestling, like like a like a what's it called? Not like a onesie, singlet. a singlet. Thank mm-hmm. you. He comes out in his like wrestling singlet and boots and stuff, and he has like a megaphone and he talks shit at the crowd. Awesome, like just hard shit talk at the crowd. Ten or fifteen minutes before they start, uh-huh. and then in between songs, there are massive amounts of shit talk. Awesome, and the crowd boos them because they play the whole show's heels. Yeah, so they're playing great. this like insane funk fusion stuff, and then after every song, the crowd's like boo. Yeah, and they just look around at the crowd like you bunch of swine. Like when they were advertising their merch, like they put like a big picture of like their T-shirt on the screen, and uh, Kevin was on the mic. Excuse me, Ted Technical was on the mic, and he was like, "Now listen, you bunch of pigs. We brought merchandise, but they're they might be what you guys call." New York sizes. That means they're probably too small to fit you unfit, nasty, <laughs> fat slobs that we see here in Knoxville. Boo! Awesome. I love Just this. massive amounts of shit talk. I love this. Just making fun of Knoxvillians, saying how they can't wait to get back to New York. Mm-hmm. They're not even from New York. But it's just inflammatory to us. I mean, yeah, because, like, I mean, this thing about Booker T being advertised as from Harlem. He was from Houston. Like, he was a southern as hell. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, like, yeah, saying you're from New York is, like, immediately piss him off. I think we need more heels in all aspects of society. Yes, because it's fun and interesting. Yeah. I mean, we've got enough in fucking politics. Oh, yeah. Don't need any more of those. More than enough. We could use a a few more baby faces in that. Yeah, that'd be nice. But, like, heels and like sports and stuff okay 
recently, the Ole Miss UT game here in Knoxville. Okay, Lane Kiffin, he became UT's coach. Okay. A year later, he left for USC. That is heel behavior. Damn. He left a major program for the big city. Woo, sold out. And then later in his career comes back to the SEC to play for a team that UT's got a long-standing beef with. Love it. I love it. That's great. That's pageantry, man. So then UT and Ole Miss are playing the game. It's close as hell. Some chicanery happens. People start throwing shit at him. Yeah. Golf balls. Bottles of mustard. Fuck bottles you, of Lane mustard? Kiffin. Yeah. Who brought those to a dang old game? I don't know, but I guarantee you when they're at Ole Miss next year, it's going to be wild as hell. And it's it. going to be fun. That's fun, right? man. Making That's memories. Fun. Making memories, y'all. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> More heels, please. Please, man. Yeah, <laughs> memories were definitely made at that show for sure. There's one song where like towards the end of it, the drummer was doing some insane stuff and like dropped a, a stick. Uh-huh. And so as soon as the song was over, me and a couple of friends of mine got a You Fucked Up chant started. You Fucked Up. You, you Fucked Up. up. <laughs> and like the band was just looking at the crowd like super pissed. Then the drummer grabs the mic and he's like, yeah, that might be true, but you're still a fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> just the interaction, dude. It That's was off great. the chart. They had, okay, when I'm saying deep cuts, I mean mm-hmm. that they had like an entire song that was devoted to Adrian Adonis. <laughs> Like, That's deep awesome. cut. I figured it would be nothing cut. but, like, here's our Sergeant Slaughter song, here's right. our Hulk Hogan song, or uh-huh. whatever. No, it's all <laughs> deep cuts. Here's the Arn Anderson anthem. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. They had an entire song that was devoted to all the different wrestlers in the old school days saying, let me tell you something. That's so awesome. So it was all loops of let me tell you something uh-huh. that were hooked up with, like, sick bass riffs and That's stuff. That's awesome. They had one tune that was super badass. Like, this is the closest that they got to doing, like, a Hogan song. Mm-hmm. They had one of, what is that movie that Hogan is in? Is it, like, Over the Top? Oh, uh, uh, um, Over the Top is the, the arm wrestling one. Um, Suburban Commando he was in. Right. Are we talking about the one with uh, Zeus in it? That one. That one, yes. Yeah. Fuck. What is that one we'll called? We'll have to get Keep Fuzz going. Beat on that yeah. one, man. Get Fuzz Beat to Tell do some research it, on that. But there's that part in that movie where uh, Hogan is like wailing on some guy that's in a car. And like he pulls <laughs> him out of the car and he's like, what's that smell? Dookie! Because <laughs> the guy shit his pants. Yeah. So the whole song is like, what, 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 what? Oh, what's that smell? Dookie! Do- dookie! <laughs> But it's like the most insane, like funk fusion, yeah. badass stuff That's on top awesome. of it. I love stuff that takes something really dumb and takes it mad serious. Yeah, I love. I mean, yeah. Psycho Gorman, dude. Psycho Gorman. It's the same mm-hmm. case where it's so silly, but they mm. take it dead serious, man. Uh, I love that shit. They were Buzz so. Good. Let me know that it's no holds barred. No holds barred. That's, That's the it. one I was yeah. looking for. There yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Wednesday Night Titans, y'all. Go fucking see them. Hell yeah! I'm serious. It was amazing. Um, Movie-wise, we did watch ourselves a couple of two-treat things. We watched a Harry Met Sally. Oh, yeah? What happened? Dude, they met. Mm-hmm. There were some ups and downs. Okay. Then those two crazy lovebirds pulled it together. Hmm. I hope nothing sexual happened in a diner. Negative. Okay. Good. Good. Dude, it is still a really fun movie. It is also brief, well-paced. Okay. Old school Meg Ryan, what a cutie. Mm-hmm. What a cutie. Cutie patootie. Dude, it's still a fun watch, honestly. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. Go back and watch it again. Okay. 
Um, also on the theme of lovebirds, hey, we started that Pam and Tommy series about <laughs> Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee. Yeah. Yep. There's Couple like, lovebirds. Yeah. <laughs> Relationship goals. Right. Oh, God, yeah. man. Yeah, so that whole thing, whenever it came about, you know, way back in the day when we was mm-hmm. just kinder kids. I remember. Dude, I never knew the story of exactly how all that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. As far as like how the tape got out. I knew it was stolen. It was yeah. not it was not a, a positive thing that it got no, out there. Yeah. No, not really. Uh the movie oh, it's not a movie, it's actually a series. The series has been pretty fucking good so far, yeah. man. It's got that Sebastian Stan in it. He looks yeah. a lot like Tommy Lee. Yeah, he does mm-hmm. and he acts a lot like him too. Like there's good. moments where you look at him dead on and you're like he doesn't look like Tommy Lee. He looks mm-hmm. like the Winter Soldier. <laughs> he does. But his like physicality is is dead on and the way mm-hmm. he fills out a thong is also just ah. right. And dude, what's her name playing Pam Anderson? Yeah. I can't remember her name, Lily but James. like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I was looking at pictures of her out of character, and I'm like, I would never in a million years pick her to play Pam Anderson, ever. But she nails it. Oh, Mm. my God. Like, the voice, the mannerisms, everything. It's actually kind of scary how good she is. Wow, okay. Yeah, and old uh, Seth Rogen's in there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's his name? Ron Swanson. Yeah, Yeah. Uh uh-huh. Yep, he's in there as Mm. well. It's been enjoyable so far, man. There's there's three episodes. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) There's three episodes out. Uh-huh. And we blew through all of them the other night, and we're like, "This is fun. We'll start, you know, start watching this on the regular because it's still being released." Yeah. And then, okay, so this is where I feel kind of bad. Kate started doing some research about it, and apparently, like, none of this is really authorized by Pam Anderson. Oh, she's not making a cent off of it. Oh, she said that well, like that's she's fucked. yeah. She said like she's never going to watch it because the entire thing was obviously quite traumatic for her to go through right so that kind of sours the pot a little bit it does why would you make that movie then i don't know i don't Our know show, i guess yeah. yeah i i don't feel very good about that yeah that does sound terrible because it is kind of about a woman that didn't want this intimate tape to be leaked getting leaked yeah and it's really her story mm-hmm and she has nothing to do with the making of it? Yeah, that's fucked up. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. So now I'm kind of that. at odds with the whole thing, honestly. That is odd. That's weird that... Huh. I mean... It's not like... On the bright side, it's not playing her as like a piece of shit or anything. It's not like, mm. you know, Pam Anderson in the show is like a horrible dumbass or something. Right. So they're not... Well, at least so far... Who knows what will happen in the right. rest of the series, but they're not playing her like a horrible person or anything. So at least there's that, but still, yeah. Yeah, that's I a don't, pretty yeah, personal story. I don't understand story. the ethics of that. Because <laughs> it's like, right? the only reason you're doing it is because the 90s are popular right now. That's kind of it, That's right? it. Like, yeah. you're not doing it because it's like, no, this story has to be told right now. I don't care if Pam Anderson doesn't want it to happen. Like, you're doing it to, to hit the iron while it's hot. That's shitty. That seems know, real right? shitty. It kind of yeah. makes me feel bad about enjoying yeah. what I've seen of it so far. I get that. Yeah. We watched The Spine of Night. That sounds like an awesome metal album. It looks like an awesome metal album. Yeah? Okay. And it plays like an awesome okay. metal album. Dude, it's an animated feature. Uh-huh. It is very reminiscent of like uh, like Fire and Ice, the Frank Frazetti animated feature, oh, okay. heavy metal, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It all has this like classic old school rotoscope animation feel. Okay. It is crazy, like dark fantasy material. Okay. Psychedelic. 
Mm. Fuck, dude. It is pretty rad. Okay. It's a slow burn. It's pretty chill. It's got a huge voice cast in there, man. It's got mm. Daniel Zena in there as our main character. Okay. Lucy without the law, she, I think she's she called. She hates the law. She, she hates don't care it. for it. Breaking the law. Breaking it makes the sense. Law. She's Australian. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Prison colony. Prism. No wonder she's lawless. <laughs> she's down in the ute back. I wonder if that is where her name came from. Like, Honestly, lawless, I do kind of that wonder. That does sound it like It might be like an possible. old like yeah. outlaw name or something. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Damn. It's got Patton Oswalt in it. It's got a bunch of people oh, yeah. in okay. there, man. Fucking cool. Very metal, very fantasy, very old school. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where that... You know, that that genre of movies like Heavy Metal and Fire and Ice, that is such a very, very, very small demographic of watchers. Yeah. That I love that the people that made this had the seriousness to be like, oh, no, this is a genre unto itself. People love this stuff, which they do. They do, And there's not enough of it. Mm -hmm. So they went for it. They went really fucking hard. The animation is gorgeous. That's cool. It's pretty, pretty rad, man. I definitely recommend watching that. All right. We watched a documentary. Actually, Kate started it, and I just walked in a couple minutes after it was over because I was like filming or teaching or something. Uh, called the Tinder Swindler. Okay. And it is about this dude that's just this huge, huge piece of shit that has this super fake lifestyle where he's like, "Oh, I'm the the son of a a diamond mine billionaire, Elon and Musk? I have." That, well, oh, that was you know, an emerald mine. Sorry. Emerald mine. Right. Totally different. Mm-hmm. It's completely different, mm-hmm. dude. And this guy poses as this dude that has like, yeah, 100 cars and private jets and this entourage and a bodyguard. And, oh, my enemies are always after me. Could you please wire me money? And stuff like this. Okay. And swindled like tons of, of women and was like playing them all at the same time. And it became this huge expose like in, I think it was like Norway, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. It's fucking nuts. Huh. It is bonkers, dude. Wait, I think did, it's on Netflix. Did he have women send them all their loot fisk or? Yeah, all of it, dude. <laughs> they were left with none to themselves. Oh no! And their families to sustain themselves during the winters. If you have no loot fisk, like, what are you gonna do, what brother? Are you gonna do? Eat what a you snow? Gonna do? Ew. No, no way. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Have to resort to eating them snow eels Eww. that they snow have eels. in the fjords. <laughs> yeah, that's all. You that's don't hear you know about them a lot, bottom. but. The fjords got snow eels. Ugh, uh-huh. Do they ever? Mm-hmm. They don't want them, but they do have them. <laughs> but yeah, fucking awesome and very crazy. It was a very okay, crazy documentary. Cool. I recommend it. it. And also, just last night, for our neighbor friend Chris's birthday, okay. uh, his lovely wife Sarah rented out Central Cinema. Mm-hmm. down here in Knoxville and had a private screening for us and a very small handful of other people to watch my cousin Vinny on oh, the big damn. fucking screen. Okay. Now, that's a birthday. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good birch talk. I'll fun. tell you that, man. Yeah. Dude, that movie, I'll tell you what. You I've seen, it, seen it a hundred times. Okay, I I've saw it a lot so as a kid, times. yeah. It's like Kate's favorite movie, period. Okay. It just keeps on giving. It All is right. such a tightly fucking written movie. That even though I've seen it this many times, there is still stuff in that flick that I catch where I'm like, oh, wow, they showed us this earlier in the flick. It's relevant later. Mm -hmm. Like, you remember the scene where, you know, obviously the entire time they've been in this podunk town, they've not been able to sleep because of the steam whistles and the owls and all this Mm -hmm. crazy country noise. And they drive out to that cabin and they end up sleeping in the car. But then the next morning after it's rained, they can't get the car out of the mud. Mm Mm-hmm. 
there's like a really quick thing where it shows us two separate shots of him spinning one of the tires in the mud, the other tire not moving. Okay. Which comes in handy later whenever they're explaining the whole like pause attraction rear end thing uh, as proof okay, of the tire tracks. Okay, okay. Like there's just so many little seeds that are planted in that movie. It's not at all a fancy showy movie. It's all very matter of fact. It's all just a bunch of little just little scenes, just little vignettes. Uh huh. God damn it, that movie is good. Well, all right then. And Marissa Tomei She's is amazing. a treasure. Absolutely. Oh my god. Uh huh. Agreed. Dude, you said it's been a while since you watched it. Yep. Watch it soon again. Okay. I'm serious. Like it's always way fucking funnier and way better crafted than you think it is. Hmm. It is a delight of a movie. All right. Strongly, strongly recommend. recommend. Okay. I strongly recommend that. Recommend. One. I do. I'm going to recommend. Right. Hey, you know what? While we're here at the front of the show, I'm going to recommend you guys support us on that Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Uh-huh. I Get worry sometimes people don't get that notification because it's at the end of the show usually. So I'm telling yeah. you all now, if you want the show and you want it to keep going on and you like it and you want it and you want some more of it, as they say. There you go. Support us on that old Patreon page. Also, if you've recently dumped Spotify and you listen to your podcasts uh, normally on Spotify and you've moved over to Deezer, Deezer? we're on Deezer now. Deezer? What's that? Deezer nuts. Oh, I walked right into that one, did I? <laughs> no, I mean, it's a real thing, though. <laughs> Deezer. Yeah. Deezer. D-E-E-Z-E-R. It's like Spotify, but Deezer. Hmm. Did they put out two incredible albums, and then after that, everybody's really disappointed? Not everybody, because oh, the wait. Green album's good. Uh, and it is. <laughs> when's the last time you listened to that? Uh, more recently than Pinkerton. It's less good than you remember. All right. I assure you. Okay. I assure you, Pinkerton is better. <laughs> it's a fact, Jack. <laughs> I mean, listen, nobody said Pinkerton's not better. You just said that there's only two good. Okay, albums. but you really just wanted to jump out and defend that one, so yeah, green albums. Good. I just wanted to make sure that you were standing on solid ground here. Okay, I am. All right. Yep. Like the Lord, I built my house upon a rock. Oh, did you? Yeah. On alternative rock. On alternative rock. rock. I my I built my house on alternative rock. All right. Come on in to Jesus's alternative rock church. <laughs> we got all the things. We got. Sound Garden of Good and Evil. Oh, we I got like that. Nirvana is a thing that heathens believe in. We got <laughs> heathens even nine inch nails that went into my Savior's hands. I love him so. Oh Lord of Mercy. Mm-hmm. Praise His name. Praise Jesus. Woo! <laughs> all right. Yeah, Patreon support us. Give us yeah, your money. <laughs> Do all that stuff on there. Now, Steve, this here movie. Uh huh. I wanted to say it takes place on a desert island. It doesn't, though. It doesn't really. It takes place on a tropical island. It does. Yeah. It's an island what looks, I'm going to say, moderately habitable. It's got coconuts on it, so it is kind of a desert island. It's got fishing to it's be got had. Fish, fish, not dessert, but you have it before dessert. Mm-hmm. And your dessert's an old Coca-Cola. Old Coca-Cola dessert, for sure. How old was that Coke? It was probably old, and it was probably real warm. Ugh. Can't be good. Real, can't real be warm. Worth it. it was a glass bottle, though, so it's the best you oh, can have. Oh, that's true. You are getting the best possible version. I'll tell you of what, though. Coke. Man, if and she'd have found a good old tube of salted peanuts to pour in there, <laughs> she'd have had yeah. herself a southern treat. Uh-huh. Who, buddy? Dude, do you like that? 
Uh, my grandfather was a big proponent of it. Yeah. Um, I don't see the value. I, like, I'd rather just eat the peanuts and have the soda than yeah. put the peanuts directly in the soda. I can get down with that. Yeah. I can totally get down with that because there's there's always the choking hazard that is involved. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And then also you just got a bunch of peanuts at the end, just soggy peanuts. There's that. Who wants soggy peanuts? Not me. Not me. Uh-uh. <laughs> But yeah, dude, some good old salty peanuts and Hell dope. Yeah. It's been probably 20 years since I had that. I'd probably have it now, and I'd just be like, salt and sugar! Oh, my brain! Oh, my blood! <laughs> my numbers, I would say. Yeah, your numbers. Oh, my numbers! <laughs> uh, my cholesterol's up! <laughs> the bad kind, though. <laughs> I think. I'm not really <laughs> sure about it. Yeah, I'd probably say that if it did Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> Well, anyway, it's not quite a desert island. No. It's a somewhat habitable island. Because here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I got thinking about this movie, and I was like, man, she's on a desert island. I wonder what book she wished she'd have brought. I wonder what yeah. this or that she would have brought. Yeah. But you made a very strong point about yeah. desert island choices for things. And I yeah. say we get into this as we Let's step in, maybe as we just raft or paddle or washed upon a preview palace. <sighs> Sea breeze, crash waves, crash waves. Welcome to the previous Sea breeze, ASMR yeah. edition. Yeah. I like it. Okay, so tell me about your thing with desert island picks, because that was my initial yeah. suggestion yeah. here, and you, you did make a pretty good point. Okay, here's the thing. Anytime people say desert island picks, what you're saying is, what are you picking for the three days that you might survive on an island that has... Nothing, because it's a desert. Which I find to be an interesting topic. If you had three yeah, days left to live... three days left to live, what are the last things you'd want to hear, basically? As your skin is being roasted and blistered right. by the sun. <laughs> There'd be maximum six to eight hours where you'd want to be entertained. At most. Yeah. Mostly it would be torture. Existential dread. But the, So, like, that's always been my problem is that people are asking you to come up with the thing that if you could only listen to one album for the rest of your life would be it. Not that your life is going to end very shortly. There's no guarantee the rest of your life is going to be a long time, that's Steve. That's true. That's true. You're on an island. You may die in a few days anyway. I mean, we're in an apartment right now. You're in the jungle, baby. You're going to die. Uh, is that right? They told us about that in a song. What song was that? That's a gun and rose. Well, welcome to the jungle. Uh-huh. Yep, that's it. They done that's told it. us. Uh, but yeah, yeah, deserted. So for me, it is habitable island <laughs> You're going to stick around for a while. yeah. yeah. Okay. So what are the things you're only going to get one of? And the other thing is, of course, to me, it makes zero sense in an era where we have smartphones mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you get to an island and for some reason you got like a, a, a record player and a Blu-ray player and somehow you can operate those things. Sure, you can. Rather than just having your phone. So here are the... Here's, here's the, the parameters because stuff's more fun the more parameters yes, you put exactly. around it. The more yeah exactly you need rules for fun is we this all a know german that. podcast yes <laughs> we are going to lay out the parameters for this imaginary situation so it would be more fun for you to listen to us talk about it okay so let's just assume you've brought an old eye touch if you don't know what an eye touch is it's basically an iphone without the phone component it had, like, all your, like, apps and stuff, but it wasn't a phone. It could hook up to Wi-Fi, but it didn't have, like, 
a natural cellular internet connection. So uh-huh. yeah, they got rid of the eye touch because they found out the only people that were buying were Catholic priests. Because <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> they touch kids. There's lots of that. Yeah, and it gets it's buried. a normal sad it's thing. Very, very bad. Yeah. Anyway, good joke. <laughs> Thank you. So you've got this eye touch you packed up, and it's for some reason. The majority of it is filled with episodes of General Hospital, unless you I'm like General Hospital, that. in which nope. case it's some other soap opera. Hard pass. Yes. Yeah. But you got enough space for one album, one whatever, etc. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So, so your entertainment sources yeah. are all confined on this one device <laughs> also in some, some unlikely scenario. Okay. For, for, for a few of these, some large crates have washed up containing particular items. Oh, yes. yes. In bountiful supply. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. So we set up the realistic parameters of it being habitable and Uh you having a solar charger. You have a solar charger. But there's also somehow magical crates of sustainable (laughs) food and things that just keep washing out. You were on a gigantic uh, boat that was just hauling, for some reason, exactly what you would want to drink and eat. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Thanks. What are the odds? I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I bet if you're in that scenario, you're like, what am I on? A podcast list? (laughs) What's happening right now? Did I just find out I'm not a real person? <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I a Truman Matrix? I must be. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off right here, Steve. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know what? We've been drinking a little bit. Yeah. What is your habitable island infinite booze choice? You have one booze yeah. to rule them all. It yeah. could be a co-beer. It could be a hard liquor. See, What's that, it going to be? That's going to be the thing because a co-beer, I'm going to assume on this habitable island you got a lagoon. That's what makes it mostly habitable because there's a little fresh water source in the middle. Sure, sure. Now, Lagoon's probably going to be cold, so you can keep your beer cold. Keep it cold beer cold. Mm-hmm. Keep it cold beer cold. I'm going to go with a beer there. Yeah. Because liquor, I mean, listen, I love a liquor, but if you were in a uh, an island situation, you'd be sweating all the time. Right. You'd have work you have to do, yes. not just like you can let it slide a few days. I think beer would be... The better option. And also, I feel like you'd want a lower alcohol beer that you can just sip on throughout the day. So you don't die yourself. Exactly. And I'm thinking I want it to be refreshing. So I'm going with a dogfish head sequench ale. Sequench. Hey, it's on brand too. Fuck yeah. You're like, I'm lost at sea. Quench me. Quench me. Yeah, and it's got lime in there, so maybe it helps with scurvy. Maybe it does. And I don't want to get scurvy. No, you definitely don't want that. That would be bad. Uh -uh. I'm on an island. I was actually following your exact same logic there oh, yeah? because okay. initially my head was going towards like, oh, I'd want, you know, whatever, cases Happy and Van cases. Happy or something. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like fucking Nika coffee mm-hmm. grain whiskey or something. And then I was like, well, but I would probably die very yeah, fast. Very quick. And as you said, you kind of want something you can kind of sip on through the day. Mm-hmm. is kind of refreshing. Still sort of hydrates you maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I was also going for a co-beer. Okay, what'd you pick? Also, maybe you can even make a beer batter fish or something if you're That's at, also, oh, buddy. Maybe there's that. All right. So it's useful. Uh-huh. I think that I'm also going with just a, a nice, crispy, drinkable, light herb mm-hmm. beer. I'm also going to get myself a taste of, uh, of my homeland. Maybe I'm going to be homesick on this habitable island. I might want a Zool uh, school night Italian Pilsner. Okay. I don't know if... I'm sure I've had it. It is such a goddamn delight, dude. It Mm -hmm. is just a light, crispy, very nice beer. Okay. Is between that or like a Koji Gold. 
Koji okay. Gold is also like it's like a, a I think Japanese mm-hmm. lager. It's yeah, you yeah. know it's a light Japanese beer. Same deal, just super refreshing, not overly sweet, not overly dry. Yeah. Because I think if you picked like a you know like a really whatever juicy IPA, I think you'd get tired of that really oh, fast. Oh, real fast. Real and fast. also, I mean, you know. Again, you're gonna have that high alcohol. That's just gonna fuck you up throughout the day. Yep. You, you want you? I think you want to like slide into the evening with a nice, comfortable buzz. I think so. Then you just head off to sleep. I think that is the way. There we go. <laughs> okay, so you talked about having a TV show on that iTouch, on that so, Kid yeah. Touch thing. Yeah. Whatever so it's let's called. say you get one, you get access to one TV show. I know that sounds like well, you could just pick a show with tons of seasons and whatnot, and it's like yeah, but a lot of the times. Those shows aren't very good, or True. they get worse over time. And it's like, are you really getting the best bang for your buck? I think for me, it's going to be Always Sunny. Always Sunny is the one you're going for, Absolutely. huh? Absolutely. There's a Fif- lot of seasons. 15 seasons. And growing. Only gotten better from the first season to yeah. now. Um, I've, I do currently, not on an island, regularly watch Always Sunny episodes. Well... So I feel like that would be probably the best one to go back to. That's a Though, good one. again, you're going to be busy. Like, that. that's my thought. I, again, like, every time with desert, desert island things, I always thought, like, you'd be so busy. Like, how much time do you think you have to sit around and read and shit? Mm. But when you do catch a moment, I got 22 minutes. I'm going to watch episode Always Sunny. Watch you, Sunny. What you going to watch? Dude, I am also going to follow your lead with yep. a love of kind of despicable people in episodic mm-hmm. scenarios. I'm also going to add in some fucking 90s nostalgia. I think I'm going Seinfeld. I know. Kramer. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kramer. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, um, that's awesome. That's a good choice because they were, they had like eight, nine seasons. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And those were like 20 episodes. Yes, seasons. exactly. Yeah. That's when a season really meant something. Back when people in America used to want to work before <laughs> Biden. Back before Biden. Back when you had to produce half a year's worth of television shows. <laughs> Because there wasn't an internet or anything yeah, to entertain nothing anybody. Else to do. Yeah. Pre-wordle life. <laughs> Pre-wordle life. Hey, Wordle man. came around and saved us. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm hooked on that shit. Emily loves it too. She, Have you got into it? No. You should I, do no. it, man. I mean, Emily plays. Hey, uh, another, do it. No, sorry. Yeah. There's a game called Word Us, where you just get to play it constantly. You know? See, I don't like that. Okay. I like the limitation. Again, the parameters are what makes it fun. Okay. Maybe there's some German in me after all. Maybe so. Like the fact that it is just once a day and you play it and it's mm-hmm. like whether you win or lose, well, you got to wait till tomorrow, asshole. <laughs> As Miyazaki himself yeah. said, you got to wait till tomorrow, asshole. It's <laughs> my impression. Great Miyazaki it's impression. solid, man. I've been, solid. I've been told it's really good <laughs> yeah, and accurate. Yeah. He called me the other day. He was like, he did a pretty good job, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I think he's an asshole, asshole. <laughs> but he does sound like me. Yeah, I, I enjoy that game, though. It is a lot of fun. But yeah, yeah. I'm thinking I'm, I'm going for a Seinfeld. Also, by the way, like I have not put any thought into any of these. So no, yeah, me either. I'm shooting from the hip. So if somebody strands me, don't hold me to this. Ask me again later. Yeah, please. <laughs> please. If you're going to strand me on a habitable island, please just beforehand let me pick my things that go on my iTouch. Yeah. Also, can we make it an iPad so it's a little bit bigger? Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit more bigger. 
Okay. All right. Let's keep moving here. Let's say you want to entertain yourself. You're uh-huh. like, I'm so habitable on this island, but <laughs> I would love to entertain. What is the movie that you have packed onto your iTouch, okay, man? Okay, so one single movie. I'm struggling with this, dude. Yeah, me too, because it seems like you'd want to pick your favorite movie, but when I think about my favorite movies, I don't watch them over and over and over. Okay. It's not about favorite. It's more about movies where it's you can pick something new out regularly, right? Sure, like My or, Cousin Vinny. Sure, okay, mm-hmm, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, I think you want, you want something you can watch regularly, find something new in that I'm going to guess for me, I don't want, I don't want no drama. That's all I got. Mm. I'm on a fucking habitable Island drama every single day, man. You got crab drama, you got got fish drama, drama, fish drama, sand drama. Maybe there's a shark man comes out of a black hole. I don't want none of that. Don't want that. So I'm picking a comedy around 90 minutes that i find something new in every single time drowning mona drowning mona really yeah drowning so forced to respect that decision it's um every single time i've watched it i've found something new to laugh about that is a hilarious movie hilarious movie very charming and also again i i would imagine i'm not watching it constantly if it was something that i was going to have on in the background constantly it might be something like a like a nightmare before Christmas, something with songs where okay. you just kind of like can come into it and just enjoy the song or whatever. But I think Drowning Moan is the best for me. What about you? Damn, that is good, man. That's a good choice right there. That's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. So, okay, here's my question for you. Okay, is the Lord of the Rings trilogy a movie? Because <laughs> I'm wrestling here. Because yeah. I'm like, if that counts, then that's the one. Also, well, I'm obviously, like, obviously, yeah, if that counted, that would be that's the it. one. Yeah. That's the fucking one, man. Right. Yeah. It I, is seamless. It is seamless. I think, listen, I think if you fit it all on to this iPad we <laughs> found. <laughs> your, yeah, onto your iTouch. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you can fit it, it wins. Yeah. But then I'm also at odds where I'm like, God damn it, if I only have to choose one of them, mm-hmm. which one do I choose? Fuck. Is it the, the triumphant finale of the return of a king? Yeah. Or is it this, the delightful goddamn origin story that is a fellowship of that ring? Right. God, it's hard to choose. Yeah, that's a tough one if I just had to pick one of or those. Or maybe three. my new favorite, The Two Towers. Fuck. What if you just took Castaway with you? That and you're watching. Good. What if it was an accidental thing? Like you just load it up. You're like, oh, I might want to watch Castaway when I get there to wherever I'm going. When I get there. Yeah. yeah. And then you get to your island now. And you're just like, oh, it's it's just me, except I don't have a volleyball. Yeah. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> well, stop! <laughs> oh, so devastating. It is, man. Yeah. That's a cold one. But yeah, dude, yeah. if I can get an LOTR trilogy on yeah, there. I think that's a fair woo! choice. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not just because it's like, you know, long and strong and don't get the friction on. Right. But because but it's actually the best. Yeah. You'd never get bored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest achievement in human history. Right. It is known. <laughs> All right, let's say you're going to be able to pack yourself okay. a video game onto this thing. Just one video game. Just one video game. It's got game. an emulator. Uh, let's say it does. Yeah, it's got an emulator. And, oh, and a controller. Perfect. Fits right with the iPad. There yep. you go. Yep. 
So this one was tough for me because I, I was thinking, do I want something big and expansive that I can play a, a bunch of different ways? Like Crusader Kings. You can play Crusader Kings a million different ways. Civilization. You yeah. can play it a million different ways. Paper Boy. Paper Boy. You can fail at it a million different <laughs> ways. Sure can. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that. Or do you want something hard like a Dark Souls where it's like, well, it's going to be a challenge to me the whole time. So I never really get bored with it. Uh, but I think for me, it would just be if I'm going to play a video game, uh, I'm just going to want to relax. And for me, that's going to be a Fallout New Vegas. Oh, that's the one, huh? Yeah, because it's got enough like different ways to play it and stuff that you, you don't really get bored. But unlike Skyrim, Skyrim is a game you can go into and just get lost and not really even pay attention to the game. New Vegas makes you pay attention. Something's going to attack you. You, you can't just peacefully walk through the desert uh, in this fallout world. So you, it's always kind of a challenge, but it's also always just something new and also very relaxing to me. Okay. All what right. What about you? I don't think that's a bad call, really, because yeah. th- there was part of me that was thinking about trying to find something that's like a newer game that I think is very entertaining, like right. Hollow Knight right. is one that came to mind. But I think at the end of the day, my life is probably going to be short and hard. Yeah. I'm not really the type of dude that's going to survive very long, even on a habitable <laughs> island. Even if there's like a water fountain, I'm probably going down oh, no. before long. <laughs> I just don't think I have the skills. I have okay. these soft fucking biscuit boy guitar hands. I'm not going to make it. Yep. You know? Uh-huh. So I think if I'm playing myself a video game, it's going to be the perfect balance mm-hmm. of something that is relaxing to me because I know it inside and out. Something that is constantly entertaining to me, even though I've played it a billion times, and also something that has a bitchin' bodacious soundtrack. Okay. I'm fucking bringing Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Hell yeah. I think that's the one. Hell yeah. That's one of those games where, you know, kind of like what I've said about the Lord of the Rings trilogy, every time I play through it and I finish it, I just want to start it over again. Yeah. Like, I've made it so far and I've decked my characters out so much and Mm -hmm. I've got all the armor and equipment and all this that I just want to go back and remember what it's like to have the Grim Reaper strip me of all of my equipment and effects yeah. and start right back over. I think my other option would be a sports game with a franchise mode. See, I even thought about like a fighting game for that reason. Sure, yeah. Like yeah. a really extensive Tekken game. Sure, yeah. Because uh-huh. you can spend a lot of time mastering uh-huh. all these characters and just and raise shit. the difficulty level anytime you get too good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I know eventually I'd reach that point where I start recognizing all the AI patterns. Right. <laughs> and then you just get bored. Fighting game AI is something that has not evolved much at fucking all. Yeah, it hasn't. It's really just like I tried to play a UFC game and the AI, like fight AI wasn't anything fancy. They've just gotten more difficult in like throwing in a lot of like quick time events and stuff where it's like the difficulty is the game itself, not the fighter you're fighting. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. That's not fun. No, not really. Yeah, nobody wants that. Katamari was also a close close finish there behind me at the end. Because goddamn. You love that game? Oh, God. Yeah, I hear a lot of good things. I haven't played it. Oh, you haven't? uh, Fuck me, dude. No, I know people love it. I just haven't haven't gotten into it. Insanely addictive. Love that shit, man. Okay, what are you bringing to, to read on? What's your book rig? Okay, so this one, it was one where I was thinking again, like, do we want length? Do we want variety, like a short story, like a bunch of short stories together or something like that? Or do you, do you just want quality, something that you like to read? Mm. 
And that, that, I mean, it's a tough one because I was thinking Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Because, again, that's, like, so extensive and so much stuff in there that you'd always just find something new, really enjoyable. Uh, but then I was also just thinking of, like, comic books. Yeah. <laughs> and how I would probably prefer to just take, like, uh, a compendium of, like, The Walking Dead or, like, the Vision series or something. Just, like, something short that I can enjoy visually. And I, I'm just imagining you pick a book, you get through it once. How many more times are you going to go through it ever again? Mm-hmm. But with like comic books, I'll go back through them and like look at like just look at panels and stuff and see like how they compose the panels. And th- there's more to it than just the story. So I, I think it would definitely. And and I picked The Walking Dead because it's long but short. Like you can. You can read the entire Walking Dead series, but it'll take you a little bit of time. Okay. But it's not like too long that you forget anything that's happened along the way. Right. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. That makes sense, man. What you thinking on? Dude, I'm so torn. Like part of me wants to say something like yeah, I'm I'm going to bring fucking War and Peace or The Godfather or something cuz like cuz mm-hmm. that's the only way I'm ever going to like sit down and read those books. Right. Some like mega classic, yeah. you know. Maybe I just bring the Bible. B-I-B-L-E. Yeah. Basic instructions before leaving Earth, fella. That's a book for me. <laughs> you know, maybe I'll just bring one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, you You know what? The B-I-B-L-E would be something you would ponder over for a good bit, I bet. Actually, you know what? Yeah. I'll tell you why I would bring... Oh, God. This Let's is hear good. it. I'll tell you why I'd bring the fucking Bible. Let's hear it. Because all that thin-ass onion paper that they print that damn thing Fuck on yeah. is going to make some great fire-starting material. Hell yeah. And there's like a million pages in that fucking thing. Listen, I'm just hoping... I'll bring the Bible just so I can page by page burn it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty hard when you put it in those terms. But it is functional. You have, to respect, pages, you have to respect my functionality here, okay? It is a lot okay? of pages, too. So. That's a lot of fires. Yeah. That's probably more fires the, you got to use your whole life. I big bastards that's got, like, all the fucking, I want like, the oversized print cross-references shit. and shit in Plus, it, so. dude, that's going to be some nice soft toilet paper to use on some of those <laughs> yes. days. Honestly, yes. It's probably pretty functional. <laughs> Honestly, the Bible might be the best book to take. On a habitable yeah. Or dessert. Island. And you got that Song of Solomon to jerk off to. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh, buddy. Whoa, man. Uh-huh. Look out. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe that's that's actually probably the answer I'm going for here. Okay. That's not a bad <laughs> answer, by the way. I was also thinking, like, and this is a thought. We'll get into this, but this is a thought I have regularly when going on a flight. I should put some marijuana seeds in my pocket just in case I end up on an island. <laughs> Just in case. So I can grow some weed. Be sure to explain that to, to TSA next Listen, time you fly. In, in case I we crash, I got this cannabis here. We'll all, in three to four months, you'll all be thanking me. It's going to benefit us all. I mean, let's hope we get rescued before then. Yeah. But also, if we don't. Let's get high. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. And we could use it to make ropes and all kinds of good stuff. Sure. Yeah, sure, that's the one way to sell it. Yeah. <laughs> mainly we're getting high. Yeah, mainly getting high. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. What are you going to bring for a listening material? What is your single album you're bringing one to this album. dessert island? One single album. A music record to rule huh. them all, man. Well, Golly. I feel like 
you know, like I thought of like uh, the Misfits collection, like okay. that, that early, the first collection. That's fun, man. It's Love a good sing-alongs. one. It's a good one. But let me tell you about a terrible thing that happened to me a couple nights ago while listening to that. Some switch flipped in my brain, and I can now tell when music isn't being performed well. No. Yeah. As if that even matters. Well, see, listen, you've got to deal with that your whole life. I've just now determined when that is the case. Now I have to get past the you fact. Yeah, get past that, yeah. Yeah, because I was just liking it because I was like, I don't care. Weirdly enough, like, getting into Misfits is what got me out of that. Like, yeah. back when I was like, yeah. I only want to listen to, like, Dream Theater and people right. who are proficient in their instruments. <laughs> Actually, getting in Misfits is kind of what broke me of that. So you yeah. might be fucked if Misfits is what got you in the hole. I don't know what ladder to throw you to get you well, out of it. The thing is, I kept listening, and I was like, no, this is, I mean, still the Misfits. But it, it was really weird to me to be like, wait, like the stuff's not lining up. No. Well, is this how it's supposed to sound? Sure. <laughs> it's fine. I hated it. I wanted to turn that switch off in my brain. I don't <laughs> ever want that to happen again. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so if, yeah, I think the Misfits collection, just that first one, not, not the volume two, even just volume one, that's enough for me or, like uh, Hank, Hank Williams greatest hits, Ooh. it's like 40 songs on there. I Love mean, me dude, Hank Williams. That's a pretty good choice. Hell yeah. I can't lie, man. But uh, yeah, I, c- I couldn't pick just a single album with like album cuts and everything. Yeah. yeah. See, I wasn't even thinking about like greatest hits. Yeah, uh, you could go with that fucking Eagles greatest hits or whatever, and have music to last you the rest of your life. Music, to, to, music to grow old to. Music to be old to. Yeah, <laughs> whatever your age is, is music to be old to. You know. Yeah. I think that I am also going to go with that emotional resonance of just like I am alone on this island forever. I just mm-hmm. want a comfort food. Listen. Yeah. I. Oh God, this is hard because I just thought of a contender. My first gut choice was to say Weezer Blue album. Okay. Because that's a, great that's, one. that's a record that was so formational to me. Formational? Sure. It formated me. It formated you. As yeah. a young one. And, you know, I have a lot of just soft spot, fond memories of it. And it's a, a record you can sing every word yeah. to and just holler and sing the words. Wonderful. It's fun. You can participate in it. But Soundgarden Super Unknown is longer. Oh. It's a great album, too. God damn, I love that record. Everybody loves Down on the Upside, and I do, too. Mm -hmm. God, Super Unknown is the shit. Yep. That's a tough choice right there, buddy. It's hard, dude. Also, Foo Fighters, Color and Shape, for all the same reasons. It's long. You can sing every song. Ooh, damn. (laughs) I might... This is hard. (laughs) Yes, I know. Okay, because like Blue Album, again, I, I love so much. Every song is perfect. It's all very much the same genre. Super Unknown has a bit more variety to it. It's longer. Mm-hmm. Color and the Shape, especially the like deluxe edition, has a fuck ton of variety on it. Okay. So now you got a little bit of variety in there. It rocks hard at times. It gets soft life. at times. It might be the Color and the Shape. I think we're probably it doing it be. wrong. We probably should have picked some Bob Marley or something. Right in the Eddie Beach. That's, that's where we are. Yep. I like that idea. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Okay, last one. All right. A perpetual, indescribable miracle uh-huh. happens, and you are sent a crate of the same food rig every day. It's just it's just MREs. Just a big crate of MREs. Meals ready to eat. 
And it's just the one meal, though. Yep, the one meal. It's just floating at you. What happened was, like, off the shore, like, a, a big ship full of MREs, like, crashed. And slowly, it's just popping up out of the ship and floating up to the island. That's it. Yeah, yep. there we go. It's very well preserved. <laughs> very well preserved. Man, that's, I mean, because I'm guessing, for me, in my mind, is what you're going to want is carbs and cheese because those are two of the things you're going to be struggling to get on. I mean, you're not going to get any cheese. That's just not going to happen. Not unless you start milking them crabs and fish. <laughs> fish milk cheese. Crab cheese. Crab cheese. <laughs> they rescue from the island. They're like, how did you sustain yourself? Crab cheese. Crab cheese. <laughs> what? They send you back. <laughs> they say, we'll never they speak this the again. They turn the ship around. Bye. Fuck you. Go back to your crab cheese. This fucking guy was milking crabs. Get him the fuck off this goddamn boat. <laughs> not even human anymore uh so for me my thought was what i would probably want the most would be mac and cheese oh man talk about comfort food yeah just comfort mac and cheese maybe Plus, i mean dude maybe you catch a crab every now and then toss it in that mac and cheese you got fancy mac and cheese it's almost like a lobster mac almost oh man probably not gonna catch a lobster though mm-hmm. but you're gonna have you know fat source yeah and carbs for energy yeah and that's, that's what I'm thinking. Well, because especially the loss of cheese to me sounds like hell. See, I am one of those fucking weird people that's like, I could live with that cheese. I like it. Don't get me wrong. Wow. I know. I just found out you were a damn demon. I'm a commie. No, commies love cheese. They do? <laughs> yeah. Because it's that government Demons subsidiary. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Demon from hell yeah. over here. <laughs> I think for me... Kind of along the same idea in terms of just like a complete nutritional thing with some beneficial mm-hmm. goodies to it there. I'm thinking every every afternoon, just a big old fucking huge wide rim bowl of fudge just floats ashore. I mean, that's not a bad choice because it's full of electrolytes. Yep. It's going gonna, it's gonna to keep you nice and, and hydrated. All that bone broth is yeah. going to be nothing but good for you. You mm-hmm. got some proteins in there. You got carbs yeah, in there. Again, yeah, you got carbs, yeah. And I really just can't ever get tired of it. I don't know how you make that an MRE, but fuck, I want to find out. Right? Yeah. I think it, just some way, the way that it like floats across the water in the direct sunlight like heats it up. <laughs> it just gets to you. That's yeah. Perfectly formed bowl of pho. Ready to go. Fuck yeah. Every day. <laughs> I think that's what I need to sustain myself on a habitable island. I need yeah. myself a Foo Fighter, a Castlevania. A what about a Fu Fighter? Fu Fighters, I like that. There you go. I need the Bible <laughs> as a fire starter and ass wiper, I guess. Ugh. I need the Bible. <laughs> it's true, though. You do. Quote that part and not yeah. the part where I said so I can wipe my ass with it. <laughs> Quote that part, please. I have I have an old clip from something I edited out maybe like 10 episodes of ago where you accidentally said, I have a very boner. And I've been trying to find a place to <laughs> throw it in. I have a very boner. I have a very boner. <laughs> it's like the greatest pickup line that's never been said. <laughs> I have a very boner. <laughs> very nice. It's nice. <laughs> very boner. I have a very boner. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> I'll drink to that yeah, one. Yeah, let's find out about these beers I'll here. drink to that one here. And also let us know about your Habitable Island picks over there on our Facebook page. I think we had about like seven different things there. The Facebook page is the place to post them. Yeah, God, yeah man, head on I, over there. I'm really honestly trying to like restructure my life yeah. and 
only go on stupid fucking time wasters like Facebook whenever there is intention. Right. You know what I mean? Like, intention, that is the key word right here. I'm like, I need to check and see if anybody's posted their Habitable Island pics. Right. Otherwise, why am I going on there? That's kind of the only reason I go on Facebook or Instagram, but I'll end up on Twitter for hours just reading (laughs) either about terrible news that's happened or dick jokes. You know, whatever. That's kind of all there is on the internet. Yeah, it's wonderful. (laughs) What are we drinking here? So this is a dogfish head. Hey, shout out to them again. Fruitful Fort, which has a bunch of fruit in it, apparently. And apparently has a lot of fucking alcohol in it. Yeah, it's 14 to 18%. God, that's a lot. It says down here at the bottom, ages well. So I wonder, I wonder how alcoholic it can get. It smells like there's a lot of alcohol yeah. in it. It smells like fruity, <laughs> fermented alcohol it's, it's got boysenberry raspberry blackberry and elderberry so i like those berries e we're gonna be buried alive <laughs> by the strength of this beer it is a very very dark color it's got a reddish tint to it it is not clear what's that taste like though that tastes like red wine that is like complex oh god yeah and like like full-bodied and like a lot I imagine this is like the epitome of like the greatest prison turlet wine ever produced. <laughs> Where somebody just put some old fruit and some water yeah, and sugar yeah. in a bag. Mm-hmm. It is very fruity. Yeah, it is. But it's not sweet. Also, it is boozy as fuck. Mm-hmm. The booze is not disguised. No, it is there's a there is a boozy burn to it. In a positive way, it reminds me of wine in that way. It does. Yeah, yeah I mean, you never drink wine and go, oh, it's not boozy. At no. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. Wine, yeah. right? Yeah, when it reaches that high proof, it's not going to not be. Yeah. I can't say I'm in love with the aftertaste. It, yeah. It kind of tastes little, like I threw up wine recently. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a little bit of that uh, pukiness. It's got that, that sour fermented. Yeah kind of flavor on the back end i actually think it says age as well i feel like it probably should say you should age this because i feel like that would calm down over time that is it's strong intense it is intense it it actually kind of feels kind of like, hurts a little bit did you ever go to like a like a middle school or high school party where somebody had like stolen a bunch of different liquors from their parents and just put them in one container oh the old bar mat surprise huh? right yeah, yeah. kind of it kind of tastes like that covered up with some welch's grape yeah like if, if you were just like poured the the tail ends of a bunch of old wine bottles and some beer and some yeah. welch's grape juice or whatever all together it is like kind of <laughs> hunch punchy I can't say that I love how that tastes. I think tastes. it needs to warm up a little bit more. It would more. probably be a little less, like, punch you in the throat if yeah. it was a little warmer. Yeah, because that cold, like, it's kind of, you don't feel it first on the, the front of your tongue. It's when it hits the back of your throat that you're like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, when you swallow it, it's like a little pukey. With it cold, it's kind of like deep throat in the night's king, isn't it? <laughs> right? Yeah. That cold jab in the back of the throat. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's what I've been saying for years. Similar to that. <laughs> if you can imagine it. Yeah. So um, um, I'm going to try to make my way through it. I make no guarantees. Yeah, I don't, I'm don't. I'm not sure I'm going to recommend it to anybody. <laughs> it is unique in that it is 
hella goddamn strong. Yeah, very, very strong. Like, if you were looking for a six-pack to get you obliterated... Oh, R.I.P. Here you go. A six of this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would probably be about, like, drinking... A couple bottles of wine. Several bottles yeah. of wine, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of interesting, because I think about that... Uh, what was that? That blueberry braggot beer uh-huh. that we had? Yeah. And it was also, like, hella, like, 14%. But also delicious. Delightful. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Weird one. Yeah. Weird one. Not Not recommending. Dude, let's talk about... The first, like, horror movie that we've done on our horror movie podcast in a while. I would say since Better Watch Out, I guess, would be the last that was like... And even then is a little debatable. I was like, I don't know if that's really horror exactly. And then before that, what did we do? Odd Thomas, also a little debatable about whether that's horror. Yeah, no, not really. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I mean, even, even Chopping Mall... Is more sci-fi than it's it is horror. A little bit more sci-fi, yeah. right? And yeah, seven definitely more yeah. like in the crime kind of thing. But this yeah. is like unmistakably just a horror movie, unmistakably yeah. as yeah. they say, a horror film. Yeah. And this is one that showed up on a list that my wife sent us of some movies that were made by uh, black directors, black cast. Yeah. And I had never heard of it. You had never heard of it. And it's like, man, let's go. Let's, we yeah, watched a trailer a for it last yeah. week before we recorded the Love Witch episode. But that's all we knew about it. That's all we knew going yeah. into it. Neither of us had ever seen this before. I'd never heard anybody no, talking heard about it. No, I not talk about it. And that's a shame. I know. For sure. Also, too, like the ratings on like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff were high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were both intrigued by the trailer. And it was like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that we did. Me too. I had so much fun with this from the beginning. Like, yeah, I remember as it started, um, just you know, it starts with her waking up on the beach, and it's obvious that something has happened. And I remember just thinking, like, oh my god, don't explain this, please don't explain. Please this. don't lost this. Yeah, for the love of God, the whole yeah. dude. Like, honestly, as much as I was enjoying the movie, mm-hmm. and as much as there were kind of these like unraveling threads of mystery through the yeah. whole thing on this island in the middle of nowhere. The whole time I was, I was on the edge of my seat because of what was happening in the movie. I was also on the edge of my seat, going, "Please don't lost this. Yeah, please, please don't, don't JJ ruin it. it. JJ, please don't do don't it. Ruin it. Don't do it." And they didn't. And they didn't. They did not. Yeah, no. this is. Uh, they stuck the landing. Fuck yeah! This is uh, J.D. Dillard's second feature film. His first one was called Slight. I haven't seen it, but I read about it and it sounded cool. Dude, so. the trailers that I watched for it after we watched this, because mm-hmm. Kate and I both loved it so much, we're like, "What else has this dude done?" Because mm-hmm. this was dope. Yeah, we saw that trailer for Slight, and we're like, "Well, we gotta watch this. Yeah. It looks pretty rad." Yeah, and he's got some upcoming stuff going on too, right? He does. I can't remember the title, but uh, it's coming. It, they just finished it near the end of 2021, so it should be coming out sometime at the end of this year or next year. But I've seen some rumors that he's going to be doing a Star War movie. Oh, yeah? Because I guess he was somewhere in uh, yes, he one is of in the Force new Awakens. Ones. Yeah, yeah, as like an FN whatever. Yeah. He's one of those dudes. Yeah, so I, I, I wonder what's up with that. I wonder what that's going to be. I'd watch him sling around a lightsaber. For sure. A yeah. lifesaber. <laughs> uh, so basically... Uh, he was at the beach looking out to the water and just trying to imagine what the scariest possible thing would be to happen. Being there. Whilst just staring out onto the water. For me, it would be being in the water. Yeah. Yeah, that would be the worst. Yeah, I hate you, I'd Mm -mm. say. There's monsters in there. That's where they keep them. That's the proof. The ocean. Um, But he he just imagined a creature just standing up out of the water. Yep, I'd hate that. 
That's frightening as fuck. Yes, it is. Uh, and so, like, it basically, the story developed from there. But he also, he doesn't like how genre movies, you know, sci-fi horror movies, will often spend so much time on exposition trying to explain How could everything. this happen? Well, yeah. here's how. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've talked about that before where show don't tell. The less we know, the better. Honestly, when it's coming to horror, the less you know, the more tension and the more like you're like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, So his mission statement going into this was cut out all that exposition bullshit. Just get cut to the chase. Let the let the action on film and let the sound and all that stuff do all the work of telling the story. Yeah. And fucking nailed it. I feel like there's like one exposition conversation really in this and that is it doesn't even give us the whole story oh no it's cryptic enough that you don't know exactly even what is happening it's like looking at the shadow of the thing that actually exists yeah yeah well i kind of see an outline i still don't know what it is i got a general idea of what's happened here yeah but the story never at no point does the movie say out loud all those things so basically The lead up to this is boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend's not happy with boyfriend. They are going on a boat trip. The boat capsized in a storm. Then uh, some of them died. One of them made it to the island. The other two were on a raft. They eventually make it to the island. Like That's all the background that you need, and none of that is like fully laid Flushed out out no yeah. huh and you yeah. only learn that damn three quarters away yeah the movie. exactly you're so close to the end of the movie no. by the time you know all that that you're you don't even need it because you're no. already invested in uh, our main character jennifer played by kiersey clemens who is basically the only person we deal with pretty much a one woman show yeah for like 45 minutes of the movie before yeah. anyone else shows up yeah yeah and yeah, we only find out the stuff about the other people in the boat way further in the movie. Yeah. For the first, I'm going to say, half of the movie or so, it is just her. She washes up on this island. There's this other dude that washed up with her. Who dies almost instantly. Pretty much right yeah. away. But you see from her emotional response that like she's like, yeah, she's disturbed that she is the only person on this island, but she's also not like weeping and sobbing and fucking screaming at the clouds like no my best yeah. friend is dead you're just like okay so she kind of knew this person ish yeah we find out later she didn't up. even know his last name yeah so. she's not real yeah. torn up about it yeah which is what this movie does so well like we're kind of learning things about these characters and their relationships by their reactions to each other not that it's ever really showing us what those relationships yeah. are and I think that's really a rad way to tell the story. Yeah, me too. Because after she buries him, then it's just her kind of on this island trying to figure out how to live by herself for a while. And doing a good job of it, man. Like yes. she she is very capable. This isn't one yeah. of those like a uh, damsel in distress situations. She is in distress, but she's also at the same time dealing with the need for shelter, food, water. Yeah. She she's handling all that on her own. But dude, I also like too, okay. I love the fact that she is not this damsel in distress on this island who's like, ooh, I have to fish? Gross. I'm a girl. Like, it never even comes close to that. But at the same time, she's also not like, I was born for this. I'm Bear Grylls, survival mode. Yeah, no, this is, uh, yeah, you get that this is a traumatic 
terrible experience for her. And she's learning as she goes. And she's learning as she goes, but she's also a capable person who yeah. has a pretty good idea of what to do. I love that about yeah. it. Like that first time that we see her trying to, you know, she she catches a fish. Actually, some of the fish just wash ashore, and she's yeah. like, I guess I could grab one of these and mm-hmm. maybe eat it. Uh, and she has to, like, gut it and skin it just using, like, a sharpened rock. Yeah. And she's kind of, she's having some problems with it. Not even that it's, like, ooh, gross. Yeah, it's just impossible it, because of the it's rock. It's hard. You're not yeah. using a tool. Yeah, yeah, you're not using a sharpened knife. You're using a, a pretty dull rock. Yeah. And that's the thing that, like, she figures out is uh, go more simple. And she just puts a fish on the end of a stick. Puts it over the fire, boom, there you go. Yeah. Like, you don't have to descale it. You don't have to degut it. Just cook the meat, eat the meat. And even right away, whenever that other, you know, dude she washes ashore with is up there and he's got that, that horrible injury with that piece of coral right. stuck in him, oh. she's like, oh, shit, like, let me get you water. He well, was going to die no matter what. Oh, for yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah. And it's like she finds a coconut. Mm-hmm. And uses whatever tools are available to crack that thing open. And, that, and she has trouble with it and gets frustrated with it. Obviously I love that. she would. And that that is the actress opening a fucking coconut with a rock. Like no shit. that is what's happening. You yeah. can see it occurring on the damn screen. She yeah, yeah. is a person very much trying to figure out how to open a coconut with a rock. How fucking frustrating must that be? You're Extremely. stranded on this island yeah. and you're like, there are these trees with pods of sustenance i'm a human mm-hmm. being i have to drink water none of the water around me is potable right but also to get into them you have to exert so much energy yeah. and use so much brute strength just to get into there and drink that yeah. fucking water and you also can't just live on coconut water it'll cause you to have diarrhea because there's too much sugar in it. oh really yeah. you can drink coconut water as long as you can like get food sources and stuff and get fresh water you can drink coconut water regularly, but if I mean, it's your I do only when I'm source, yeah, it's great. A, I mean, yeah, it's great for like, yeah, it it is real great for a lot of things. But if it's the only source of water you're getting, yeah, you're getting way too much sugar. Wow. But I mean, she. That's the thing is the movie again never points this stuff out, but she then that night it starts raining, or yeah, that first night it starts raining after she's cut open that that um, coconut. And she sets out like the coconut halves and like her her like bottle and stuff to catch the rain. Like smart, yes, yeah, smart. It's there. just a quick like frame of that's what's happening. Like it does that so much where it shows like she's just making all the right decisions without having to tell us ever that she's making the right decision. Yeah, yeah. It, it's that, and it's also like the director being like, "I know some dumb asshole is going to be asking me how is she surviving off coconut or she have diarrhea? Blah, yeah, blah. Right. She's catching rainwater. Goddamn, move yeah. on." You know, it's like showing us the bare amount of information possible mm-hmm. to be like, "Well, yeah, this is how she's surviving. Yeah. She's not an idiot. She's a smart, capable person." Yeah, and uh, it it's not until fourteen minutes in to the movie. No, actually, it's 18 minutes into the movie that anything sinister happens. Now, already being stuck on an island alone. That's a horror movie. Th- th- yeah. I mean, it can easily, because it's survival. Yeah. You, you don't have a, a pro- an antagonist aside from survival, but that that's there. Stuff like this, dude, makes me think about this. And it's so ridiculous when you think about the way that humans in the simulation uh-huh. have somehow risen to the top of the food chain mm-hmm. and like the thing that we're absolutely the most dependent on of course is water the yeah. entire earth is covered in the shit mm-hmm. we can't drink damn 90 percent of it, of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then even now the stuff that's in the streams and lakes also will kill most of us yeah 
How the fuck did we make it? This is how you know this is a damn simulation. Because there's no way we would have won the game, dude. We're these soft, fucking pink, fleshy things. Can't even use the resources naturally. Give me a break. Right? I mean, you're not you're not wrong. I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, so, yeah, like, the, the fact that, yeah, it, it, you know, she is this, she is good at survival. The island is not inhospitable though the island is not making it hard for her there's shade and there's th- rain yeah and then 18 minutes in she's buried her pal on the beach and she comes across what is his mangled remains something has eaten dug up the the body and eaten it yeah I do. that's when now we're in sinister territory and we know oh fuck there's something but again it could just be an animal so it's not until now later, 24 minutes in, six minutes after that, that we get our first outline, and it is genius reveal of Dude. the creature. She sees a plane going over, goes for the, the flare gun. This is pitch black night. She's found an old camp that was left by some other survivors right, yeah. at this point, so she knows somebody else has been here. Mm-hmm. She has that flare gun. She has a flare gun. It's got a few shots. It's a Rick Flair gun. It's a woo. It says real loud so the plane can hear. Uh, <laughs> the Rick Flair gun needs to be patented right 100%. now. Pull the trigger. It's just a high decibel woo. So she, the plane's going over. She's you know quickly trying to get the thing going. She shoots the flare. The plane's already passed over. It's not going to see the flare. But as the flare comes down, it's arcing yeah to the water level. Then you see this. Two large creatures standing oh, out in the water. That reveal. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck? Holy fuck. Yeah. That is one of the best, and it's not even a full reveal because it's just a silhouette. Yeah. That's one of the best creature reveals that yeah. I I think I've ever seen. Yeah. The framing, too, of you're right there with her where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, there is a glimmer of hope here right. for just a second. Shit. Run to the beach. Shoot the flare gun. Maybe the plane's going to see it. Mm-hmm. Shit, they didn't see it. What the fuck was that? Yeah, wait, what? Yeah. Dude, talk about utter grim hopelessness. Uh-huh. All in a maybe 15-second scene. Mm-hmm. There's hope, then there is absolute despair. Yeah. Fuck. It's, it's so interesting, too, because then, like, later there's a second plane, and she's having to hide from that creature. Oh, so it's the like, worst. Here's your she hope. She can't do anything. She's just down there like can't do fucking shit. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it, dude. So much like so much perfect tension between her and the creature. The creature obviously just doing like this isn't like some supernatural creature that has like powers or anything. It is a creature that eats. And the land shark, man. It's a land shark. Yeah. yeah. And and we see that it like is obviously eating some of the sharks in the area and those sharks are about three to four feet so they're not very big but he's about eight feet tall maybe taller he's a big boy he's big so these humans that have washed up on the beach they're a good meal for him so that's why he's going for them And there's not like any like maliciousness or intent or anything and that's what's even scarier is that it's just an animal trying to kill you and it's also an animal no one's ever even fucking heard of oh yeah it is a a shark that can walk around like a man and has arms. Well, that's like, you know, man versus nature. It's one of the classic yeah. stories of, of mm-hmm. all time. It's a man versus nature story. Yeah. 
Only in this case, it is a man shark that lives in a fucking gaping black hole in the ocean. And it has four eyes. Holy shit. Whenever she goes out there and like swims around and looks under the water and Dude. sees just that hole, that's yeah. like some fucking Lovecraft shit. Yeah. And that's all that is something I was thinking they were going for because it is it does seem to be perhaps an extra dimensional creature having four eyes and existing in a way that doesn't make sense for our world dude at the same time man every time there's like some huge tsunami and stuff washes up from the bottom of the ocean i'm like weird these are monsters (laughs) yeah that's the thing about like this shark man creature like you don't even have to explain it when you're like well most of the oceans are unexplored we don't know what the fuck is down there that's why i don't go in the goddamn ocean yeah because there are monsters yeah i don't want to be out there that's where the shark man lives exactly Mm -hmm. so you know for me, even just the existence of this shark man creature, not unrealistic. I get that. And 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 that is that's like part I would think is like part of the primal fear of it is that we are afraid of what's in the ocean and we don't know enough about what's in the ocean. And then also I think most of us have a healthy fear of sharks or an unhealthy one because <laughs> they're scary and if you're in their territory Oh, no. Yeah. But what if they could come to your territory? Oh, no. And also they could walk and they have arms. Oh, man. Holy I, fuck. I love, too, how the danger of that creature keeps evolving. Where, mm-hmm. you know, initially, whenever you see, like, oh, shit, he dug that guy up and ate his body. Oh, shit, he killed some sharks. Uh-huh. Oh, shit, he rolled over this log that she's in. Right. But then also, like, when she's on the beach running from it, and it's running alongside her, but then jumps in the water it and moves is like twice as fast. Twice as fast. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, this thing is a killing machine. Yeah. It's like the stakes keep getting upped. But it also doesn't have, again, like any sort of supernatural no. powers. It's not it's defying not, gravity. It's not it, yeah. shooting lasers. It's not doing anything stupid. It's not more powerful than you would even think it is. Like, yeah. it, she, if she hurts it, it is hurt and it runs away because it's a creature. Yeah. It's not maliciously hunting her. It's hunting her because she's a big meal. It's not Michael Myers. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she she does get the upper hand on it a couple times. Mm-hmm. She stabs it. It bleeds that black blood. Yeah. And she scares it off as an animal would behave. Yep. That's what I like about it, too. It's not as if they're framing this creature as being like this super smart like like predator type creature where it's like oh it's here for the sport of though the there's hunt. definitely some predator influence in this for but, sure but yeah towards again the end. yeah it's not like it is not super smart it, it's an animal it can easily be kind of you know diffused with a, a quick like jab in the side with a you know a spear or whatever mm, she you can, can scare it off it. yeah i bet if she had a laser pointer and she could have like pointed it at the stand that, that thing would have really just cute. come running at it they should have done that just trying to swat it all around like <laughs> now that would have been a good ha- yeah. habitable island <laughs> treasure that. right there right yeah i think the design is sick too yeah i was gonna say we got to talk about the creature design the design looks amazing it's also a costume like most every bit that you see is a guy in a costume Wow. The costume apparently weighed 180 pounds in full. That's a lot. That is a whole lot. And they were filming in Fiji. This is not filmed like on a soundstage or anything. This is real beach, real ocean, standing around on a 180-pound costume. I would love to go to Fiji and be wrapped in 180 pounds (laughs) of latex rubber. Wouldn't that be comfy? No. 
no. How no. did that person not suffocate? I, I uh, you know that I assume that the head comes off. It's probably detachable. I bet they damn smothercated. I don't know though, because he could move the mouth. I don't know. Holy shit! I don't I know. know. I I'm would like really sure. to know. The guy, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Andrew Crawford, who played the creature. He also played the xenomorph in Alien Covenant. No shit. Yeah. Okay. But he he apparently he's not like he's not done like a ton of creatures, and that was J D Dillard wanted a guy who would be more focused on this particular creature instead of bringing a whole vocabulary of like creature walks and stuff. Okay. So it's just like. You know, very much this creature getting their own thing. Now, and granted, I like the way it moves. Yeah, yeah, me too. And granted, considering it is a a man in a one hundred and eighty pound costume, uh-huh. there are shots where it has to be CG. Yeah, because it couldn't go in the water. No, no I mean it's one hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, called that itself would kill the person. Yeah, I was gonna say that's called yeah. killing a man yeah. on camera. That's a snuff yeah. film, is what that would be <laughs> yeah, called. I mean, and he didn't do anything but play a creature, so he doesn't deserve it. Then the movie would be called Snuffheart. Snuffheart. They Aww. kill a man. Snuffheart, colon, they, they kill, kill a the man. man. <laughs> it would still I get me it. watching it. I can't lie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Can't lie. Yeah, so there are some shots where it had to be CG, whenever yeah. uh, the creature like drags her into the water. Yeah, I mean, of course, you could have had a much larger budget and had several suits and one that could go in the water and all that shit, but they didn't have that budget. It seems like this is a conservatively budgeted movie. But it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look bad. No, yeah. it does not. I, I think some of the CG, I mean, th- there's no it's way not that amazing. you're, yeah, yeah. there's no but way that you're watching it going like, oh my God, they yeah. filmed the shark man in the water. <laughs> of right. course, you watch it and you go, okay, that's, that's where the CG, CG kicked mm-hmm. in yeah. for sure. I don't think that that's a huge deal. It's not a deal breaker for me. No, it's not. It's. Not I mean, a deal I, I fucking watch the Incredible Hulk and the Avengers, exactly. and I'm like, and I know that's that. all that is. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's not a man. It's just people all on sound stages and green screens. Yeah, I mean, that is a 100% CG creature. Fucking Thanos, dude. Mm-hmm. I know that's not a man. Right. Of course. Yeah. So that kind of suspension of disbelief sort of kicks in. Yeah, and in this case. A lot of the times, it is a man. It is a man, yeah. actually. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's, I think that makes up for, there's a good enough balance that the creature suit, and it's mostly a creature in a, a person in a suit playing the creature, the little bit of CGI that is noticeable, but not terrible, but also not great. Yeah. You can overlook it real easy. I'll say this, this controversial quote. Uh-oh. Shark man? Mm-hmm. More of a man than Thanos. Whoa. <laughs> Oh. Tell me I'm wrong. I, you know what? He's I, a man most of the time. The fight. You know? So I'm going to go with you probably. All right. I'm just saying. Come at me. Come at me, Burro. Burro. But yeah, the CG, whenever it's, you know, it it's there, but it's not that bad. No, it doesn't It doesn't take me out of it at all. No. Um. What are the other major points here? I mean, we've got our secondary characters that show up later. Uh, Lucas, who is Jennifer's boyfriend, though their relationship is strained. Boy, he sucks. He sucks a lot. Uh, And Mia, who was in a relationship with Brad, who is the guy we saw die at the beginning on the beach. Mm -hmm. Now, in between them showing up, half of a body floats up on to the shore. That is Zach. Zach. The Zach attack. Now, again, because this movie doesn't do... Tons of exposition. You really sure got to pay your attention. 
You pay attention there, you see he has knife wounds in the side of his face and head. Whenever his half-torso showed up yeah. and it washed up on the shore and it had these very just straight-line wounds yeah. across the face, I was like, those don't look like shark bites. Exactly. And she, you can even kind of see the look on her face where she's like, what, what the, the fuck hell? happened yeah. to this guy? Because he is torn in half, yeah. but the half that's there has some suspicious-looking yeah. wounds on it. And so then when Mia and and Lucas finally do float up in, in the raft, uh, at one point she borrows Lucas's knife, opens it up, it's bloody. It has some blood on that knife. And then a little later, when she and Lucas go to get in the raft, there's blood all over the raft. There is. This movie does not tell you that Lucas and Mia killed Zach. Nope. It does not. And it doesn't tell you if they ate half of him. It also does not do that. But I'm guessing that's what happened. <laughs> Dude, the thing is, is like in this movie, one of my favorite things about it is the way that the passage of time happens. Yeah. Especially the first time that you watch it. The passage of time happens where it's like day to night, day to night, 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 day, night, day, day, uh -huh. day, night. And you're like, I don't know how long I've been here. Right. As it would happen if you were the only person stranded on this fucking island by yourself. Yeah. And so then whenever this raft, the survival raft shows up with mm -hmm. those two people on it, you're like, how the fuck long have they been out at sea on their own? How did they sustain themselves? Maybe I've only been here two days i meant to count it because the movie does provide a calendar and that calendar is how many matches were in the matchbook yes. when she first opens it and i didn't count how many there were right because she throws she opens it right before they're about to get on the raft and it's empty and she throws it in the fire and then of course they go out on the raft uh the the shark man grabs lucas takes him down to his uh aerial cave where he keeps his hoosits and watsits and yeah. uh, dinglehoppers. Like you do. It looks so much like that that I was like, that would be cute. If like, yeah. it did, like the camera went down there and it was just all those people just having a tea party, like, this is great, Shark Man. And the Shark Man's <laughs> like, I'm going to go get your friend. Just hold on. <laughs> I, I can't seem to say to her what I want to say to her. Oh, <laughs> she's just not getting it. She's scared of me. <laughs> but, um... So, yeah, that, that all happens, and she comes back, and she has to come and save the last bit of fire because she's now out of those those matches. But that does provide us – I think there were at least seven in there, so there's more than a week, I would say, that she's there. Yeah. And that is enough time, I guess, to be out at sea and be like, we, we got to eat one of us. Dude, <laughs> I love how it never explains that. Yeah, because it – it could be. It is possible that he they they stabbed him, killed him, just threw him out of the raft, and sharks like nibbled at him and stuff like that. Could have happened. Could have happened. But man, if you you really pay attention, it seems to me like they ate his lower half. I mean, maybe he died of a natural cause. Maybe whenever and then the, they the, stabbed the ship, him in the face a few times. I mean, okay, <laughs> maybe the ship capsized. He right. got attacked by a shark. Okay. They dragged him onto the raft. Mm -hmm. Eventually, he died from bleeding out or whatever. Then maybe they're like, we have to sustain ourselves. Let's eat his legs. You don't know. Okay, that that is a possibility. Here's where I think that that is not what happened. Because when uh, he has her tied up and he is uh, explaining how... 
Uh, he's mad at her, so she doesn't get to use her hands, you know, whatever. Um, he says, Mia, think- Mia thinks you're starting to sound a lot like Zach. So meaning... Which, meaning, okay. I, it seems like maybe Zach was out there on the raft saying, I'm telling you guys, there's something fucked up. There's something out there or whatever. And they weren't listening to him and eventually killed him because he was too hard to deal with for them. So here's an interesting thing, too. Okay. okay. So kind of tying in, like, Zach and who's the guy that dies at the first movie? Brad? Brad. Uh-huh. The last thing Brad says before he dies is, did you see it? And then he dies. Yes. So did Sharkman capsize their boat and maybe inflict murderous wounds on brad and the other and and zach okay did you see it then he dies god damn that is intriguing i don't think it has enough strength to capsize the boat but i think it was probably there when the boat capsized much like a shark taking advantage of of the situation but that's interesting yeah so the shark man was kind of there from the beginning could have been and also okay hold on they kind of floated immediately to that island. The raft must have floated out to the ocean and then back around. Yeah, I would guess. Because, like, why would they take them so long to get there, I wonder? Yeah. It just makes you wonder completely a bunch, like, what all was happening. Because, like, even, even with the family that... Family, we, we don't know. We the don't know The people that were. were on the island before, they were there. It must have been the 90s because there was a game boy but it had the game boy camera attachment and like oh good call yeah, yeah like yeah. it must have been like early 90s or something you could probably date it off the coke bottles too yeah probably and like the playmate cooler yep yeah <laughs> and and so like one of my first questions like watching it the second time when she sees those um those marked graves that is yeah. obviously from those people my first question was, wait a minute, why why would the thing not eat those people? And then I realized, oh, they buried them inland. So, like, they must have had the same thing where they buried someone near the coast. The shark man came in and got it, and they were like, oh, fuck, we need to bury them further inland. Yeah. That way the shark man can't take the bodies. I get the impression, too, that the shark man, like, you know, much like a lot of creatures mm-hmm. that live in the ocean, can't be out of water all that long. Yeah. Like, he's, like, weakened when he's not in the water. Yes, he is weaker out of the water, and also he he makes noises that make it sound like he's, like... Struggling a little struggling, bit. Struggling, yeah. yeah to like, like, aspirate, right. Yeah, because, like, there are creatures like the Australian lungfish or whatever that can be out of water for days yeah, mud as skipper. long as they're... Uh, wet. Yeah. As long as they can maintain some sort of wetness, but they oftentimes make that sort of like loud <gasps> sort of noise. And right. It makes like a gurgle type uh-huh. of noise. So like, I think that's what they were going for. And that, yeah, he is weaker when he's out and he can only be out of the water for a certain amount of time. So he, cause like any time that she gets an advantage on him, he just runs, which is very much like an animal. Like an animal, an animal would, yeah. would do that. Yeah, then bear, a tiger, anything will yeah. run, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, there is some sort of, like, it, it is a creature that mostly lives in water but can be on land for short periods of time but then does have to get back in the water. I like that narrative, too, though, where there is this shark man monster creature mm-hmm. that is trying to eat people yeah. to survive and that is a threat that is a basic survival thing yeah 
But then there's also the double threat of like there is man which is malicious, yes. and has wicked intent. Uh huh. It's like yeah, nature is there and it's the threat and it's callous. Do, the personal relationships yep. of human beings though can be malicious and dangerous. The the terror really kicks off when the other people show up. It really does. It really because they don't. I mean, and this this is where we can we'll start talking about race here in a little bit because this definitely has a lot. Uh, we got to. to say about race. But it, it it's definitely, like, the moment they show up and start dismissing her lived experience that we've seen. Yeah. And then you, you slowly realize that, like, Lucas is not doing this, not because he doesn't believe her or whatever. He's doing this for power. He's doing this because he's mad at her because she wanted to break up with him right before this all went down yeah which we learned in like one sentence of dialogue yeah. and that's it and and the like the idea of like tying someone up in a survival situation is only about power there is no reason why you would do it except that person is trying to murder you and she's not trying to murder them in fact if she had left on the raft they would have had a better chance of being saved and surviving than them stopping her from leaving on the raft yeah. Her leaving on the raft gives them the chance that she will find someone and say, this is where I was. Just came from, I, I was floating west. They could easily figure out where the island is. They could save those people. And those people don't believe in this monster she's talking about. So from their standpoint, there's no reason to stop her from leaving on the raft. Yeah. Except to disempower her, to take away her agency and sure. not allow her to make the choice for herself. Which honestly... With that description in place, I do feel like a fucking idiot that we watched this movie, I think it was Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Might have been Sunday. No, it was Sunday night. Mm -hmm. Here we are recording it on Tuesday. I just thought to myself today, like this morning, as I was thinking about this movie, I was like, hmm, movie directed by a black director, mm -hmm. our essential, you know, nearly only character in the movie. A black woman. Black yeah. woman. The people that come in and cause all the problems. Two white people. All white people. Yep. Also the monster. White. Mm -hmm. Yep. The monster is intentionally white for that reason, too. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, there might be a bit of a reason for that. Yes. Because here it is in this situation where you have a black character being like, hey, something horrific just happened to me. Yeah. And then a bunch of white people show up and go, huh, it never happened to me. Yep. What's your problem? You're crazy. You're hysterical. Yeah. You should you should have experienced the things we experienced. You're always Those causing problems. Things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Remember, okay, I, I, the storytelling in when Mia says that, remember when you said you got mugged? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no reason for us to believe that she didn't get mugged. No. Especially by her reaction to Mia saying that. The reaction on her face is, I can't believe they didn't believe me when I got mugged. Right. And that's exactly like what all this is. Like, it's all physical acting. Like There's yeah. not a line that says that. Yes. It's just acting on her part. Exactly. So effective. And then like you get, you get the picture of what was happening is that she was in a relationship with this Lucas guy. And hanging out with all of his rich white friends who treat her like shit. And that's why he says there's always a dark cloud over her. Because whenever they're hanging out with his friends, she's very unhappy. 
because they yeah. treat her like shit. Oh, yeah. Because and he, and she's he, black and they're racist. And he brings up the like, what do you even plan on doing after you escape? I pay for your whole life. Exactly. Yeah. All of it is about power for him and having power over her and all these people treating her like she is insane and like her experience is not Invalid. real. And right. Yeah. And the the fact that like, okay, so Kiersey Clemens has talked a good bit about this. Let me just read a, a little bit from her. She says, at the time, we were really reacting to the election. That's the 2016 election. And the fear of this monster being in office. We wanted it to be this big, white, translucent figure. Because wow. normally, scary things are dark. We wanted yeah. to do the complete opposite of that. Um, she says, uh, J.D. Dillard wouldn't have made it without a black woman being the lead role. Uh, it also plays into those themes of black female hysteria and people not believing black women or people of color when we say that we're in danger or that something is violent to us. I mean, the cops have never given me no grief. <laughs> exactly. What's your problem you yeah. got with them? That's like, honestly, exactly how Lucas and Mia react. Yeah. Like that cop, uh, or sorry, that shark could have jumped out of the water with a badge on it. Yep. No change to the movie. No change to the movie. <laughs> shark cops. <laughs> Okay, I kind of want that. I'm kind of here for that, yeah. honestly. We've got Shark Wolf cop. cop already. We do, yeah. But th- this cop has to all be terrible. Be the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, Shark yeah. Cop. Wolf, wolf Cop. <laughs> He's the only cop that ain't bad, apparently. He is, man. Yeah. Dude, that, that is really, really cool, though, the way that this plays out. Because it isn't... It isn't honestly beat you over the head. No. White people don't listen it's to black so people. Subtle. It's not. It's subtle. Yeah. Because this movie is entirely show, don't yeah. tell. Yep. Like I said, it took me two days of thinking about it where I was like, wait, she was the only person of color mm-hmm. in this movie, and everybody around her is doubting her experience, yep. marginalizing her. Uh, and you could, you could equate this to anything. You could equate this to, yeah, police violence. Yep. You could equate this to colonization, colonization, sure. inequality, um, yep. uh, physical or sexual attack. Yep. Whatever it is you want to equate it to where people are not believing the survivor are yeah. not believing the victim mm-hmm. because of some bias that they have about them. Yeah. And oftentimes those biases are based on absolutely nothing. They're based on just either, uh, you know, uh, culturally ingrained uh, racism or you know just wealth inequality wealth inequality all these certain things that you grow up in that blind you from the realities of the world yeah rather you know the fact that they don't believe her i tried to because like i was i was reading it as like they don't believe her because they are incredulous towards a black woman's suffering and i tried to look at it as okay what if possibility they don't believe her because she has actually lied in the past sure and then it's like i feel like there would have been more instances there would have been more than just her being like remember that time you lied about being mugged and and uh jennifer looking generally genuinely hurt by that sure like it would also be like you know lucas would be like and also this and also that they would need to establish an actual pattern Boy that she cried had. wolf thing. Yeah. Right. Whereas instead, this just seems like, no, Mia just didn't believe her because her experience is never getting mugged. And why would someone mug you? Like, that's I've just, never been mugged. I've never been mugged. Being mugged is mean. That why doesn't would that happen? happen. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, and that's something, too, that really intrigued me about this is, you know, the entire time we're watching this movie, I'm like, this is sick, but like, why is it titled Sweetheart? That's what a an, random title for I this had that movie. That exact same question because the, 
he Lucas calls her sweetheart twice, both times talking down to her. And it is entirely to strip her of her power You're and right. her agency and of her narrative yes. in this horrible thing that has happened so to her. So why title it that? Like she's explaining to these people about this monster that has already mm-hmm. tried to kill her multiple times and his response is to call her sweetheart. I think like the thing I kind of came to in my head that I think might make a little sense is there's so little dialogue and so little for the title to reference to without giving stuff away. Because like going into this when they showed it at uh, uh, Sundance, uh, no, nobody knew this was a uh, creature feature. Nobody knew this was going to be about oh, wow. a creature coming from the ocean. And the title doesn't give you any of that. No. The title's not Shark Man. Yeah. So I think the title as Sweetheart just draws your attention then to those particular moments to draw your attention to the actual messaging of the movie of like, this is white people disempowering a black woman, taking away her agency and taking away her believability. Yeah. Very much. Very, very much. Sweetheart is the title to remind you when that comes up to pay attention. <laughs> yep. I guess. Yeah. It, yeah. It's there to make you go, why would they call it that? Yeah. Yeah. So then when you hear it, you're like, okay, why? <laughs> okay, wait, why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's exactly like he says, because they are taking away yeah. all humanity of her experience. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous because it's also seems clear, like they do a good job of making it, so that it's just not it's not just Lucas pulling Mia along. It seems like the two of them are in cahoots. Oh, like, very much. Yeah. So it, it's not giving white women an out in this situation. No. It's like, no, no, no. Mia is also terrible. Oh, yeah. She yeah. sucks. For yeah. sure. For sure, man. Yeah. And that's something about this movie, too, that I think was really cool is that ultimately, I think you kind of gather by the end of the movie that with Jen's experience of being constantly not believed, um, doubted, had, having her agency stripped away from her, that is why she is able to survive on her own. Right. Like, her shit-ass experiences that she has been through... She's had to deal with the shit, on so her she's own. had to be prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. So that is why, by the end of the movie... She is able to fight for herself, take mm-hmm. care of herself, even after she's seen all of her, you know, friends, boyfriend, whoever, mm-hmm. get destroyed by this creature. She is able to keep her head on her shoulders because she's been through some shit. I mean, I'm willing to bet if we saw what happened on that raft, it would really be Mia and Lucas being absolute terrors to Zach. Oh, dude. And Zach probably not deserving to be stabbed in the fucking head the fact that he was stabbed in the head is is indication of like anger and violence yeah yeah yeah. it wasn't just i need to kill this guy because he's a threat to our safety it was like i fucking hate this person i want them to stop talking oh man yeah i love too though whenever you know jen gets on the raft Mm mm-hmm and she sees the bloody handprint, yeah. and she's already seen the bloody knife, and she's already seen Zach's half-corpse. Yeah. She doesn't even, like, bring it up. No. She doesn't go, because why would what you? the fuck happened? Exactly. No, because on her mind, <laughs> just like Shark Man, uh-huh. all that's on her mind is survival. Yep. She's like, I don't even need to bring up this crazy shit that I know happened right now. Yep. 
I need to survive first. Mm-hmm. I'll deal with that later. Yeah. Like you see the look on her face where she's like, okay, they definitely fucking murdered this guy. Yep. Maybe they ate him. I have no idea. Mm. But he definitely got killed. Yeah. And it just goes by her face like, not right now. Get to safety. Get Man. to survive. And then we'll deal with this then. Like in a movie, like in a regular movie, that's when she would have had this huge outburst. Like, you killed him. I see his hand Right. Print. Exactly. But in reality, if you're you trying wouldn't. to survive, you yes, wouldn't. You wouldn't say a fucking word. Exactly. Because you're, you're trapped on a yeah. fucking survival raft with a guy who's a murderer and maybe a cannibal. Two, this is exactly J.D. Dillard's uh, uh, complaint was one we've had a million times that there's too much exposition, too much tell without showing. Yeah. When you're, if you're listening right now and you're writing a script or a book or whatever, and you know something needs to happen, try doing this. Don't make it a character talking. Yeah. Try just making it a thing happens. Yep. Rather than a character talking and making the thing you want to happen, happen. And that's what happens too much, I think, is that they storytellers will have particular instances they want to occur in the novel or the screenplay or whatever, but the link to it will too often be telling everything you need to get to that point rather yeah. than just having series of events that lead up to it. Yeah, you can read emotions and ideas off of a effective actor's face yeah, exactly and kirstie clemens fucking nails it in this Dude, she's so good seriously yeah seriously fucking amazing but i think that that entire thing of her being used to people doubting her entire narrative mm-hmm. is what makes her able to survive and take yep. care of herself and have her she own doesn't agency. rely on them no she yeah. she cannot rely on yep. them that's the whole point point. and dude by the end of the movie Whenever she sets these like Arnold Schwarzenegger like predator ass yes. kind of traps in this fire for Shark Man, I don't n- think it's unbelievable. Not at all. She makes knives out of the uh, the the bones of corpses. Like fuck, it's so brutal. And she just stabs him so many times. And that's like that's the genius of the movie too. Because let's say it's Predator, uh, you know Arnold gets a few shots in, and th- that's like eventually enough to lead the predator to his suicide mission this like it's it's an animal so like it is getting injured but also trying to protect itself but also trying to get away but also like it its brain is not capable of knowing to get away fast because it's a predator it's used to attacking and killing and it's dealt with this same creature several times it's like there's finally some frustration sitting in almost in that yeah. like last battle where I'm it's not just, used to these softies fighting exactly, back. Exactly. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. And then like on the beach, it just collapses from blood loss. And that's like the perfect ending. It's not some big victorious. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. like he collapses from blood loss. She stabs it and then fucking makes triple sure by Dude, cutting its head off. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So when it got to that point where it collapses on the beach. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to make sure this motherfucker is out. Yes. And she goes to double tap it. I'm like, damn, good on you. Uh-huh. And then the scene keeps going. Uh-huh. And that's where I was like, okay, so now they're going to show us when it suddenly jumps up and makes one last attack. Nope. No. They were showing us what we would do. The thing is, like, you're watching a horror movie and it's like, make sure it's dead. 
That's what it shows us. And she it does. shows us the make sure it's dead. I love that it didn't go for that last jump scare. Right, me too. She fucking beheads the yep. motherfucker. She's like, I've got to make sure mm-hmm. that this threat that nobody believed me about yeah. is fucking gone. And, and that, she does. And then that pan out of like half the island on fire. And, oh, yeah. Oh, man. But also, too, like there is, you know. You can watch that and be like, yeah, but she's still stranded on this island. But also, too, the pacing of the movie has given us this yeah. glimmer of hope that's just like, yeah, planes fly over there every two or three days. Yeah. The thing that was stopping her from getting to the planes is dead now. So like, somebody's going to see that fire. She's probably, yeah, exactly. She's probably going to be fine. It doesn't, it seems a little ambiguous at the end, but you do, I feel like it's a happy ending. I feel well, let's like look at it, it is this like, way, too. Likely she'll be saved. There was a couple times there where she was able to shoot off a little pew flare uh-huh. that these things never saw. Meanwhile, if she destroys her attacker and burns half of the motherfucker down, uh-huh. somebody's going to see her then. For sure. Somebody's yeah. definitely fucking believing her story then. Exactly. And that's a fucking strong message at the end, too, right? Like, uh, like yeah. actual extreme action well, matters more. Well, it's also more. crazy, too, that, you know, this came out in 2019, and then 2020 we would see cities burning <laughs> after the George Floyd murder. Was that Was that 20? That was 2020, dude. What I'm pretty that? fucking sure. Honestly, Jesus. I know I'm not the only one. The last two years have just been a fucking blur. But yeah, that was 2020. Oh, my God. I know. So this is like strangely prophetic where it's like, if you want people to see you and believe your story, burn oh, the fucker down. it already down. happened. I mean, it already yeah, happened. Yeah, it's already happened. Yeah, Rodney King, like, anything, It already man. happened with like, yeah. Like, that's, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we do run through the liberal news cycle of pretending like every police murder is the new like the first one I can't to ever believe this happen. happen yeah i can't uh-huh. believe this thing that happens happened anyway we should probably fund them more give them more funds give money if you know if they had more money they'd use less bullets do you want Think. some money <laughs> we say to the police every year <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that ending, though. I think that it's very, very powerful yeah, and, and strangely hopeful. It is. I feel like it's hopeful in the end. Like, it, it doesn't end negatively. It doesn't end, like, very dark. It no. just ends with, like, she succeeded over the antagonist, and it, she probably will be saved. Yeah. with all Because, I mean, let's just pretend, for instance. Because, like, I, <laughs> I had to, because I do, like, genuinely fantasize about being on an island like this and, really and just nobody knowing where i am living off oh, the land no. oops i gotta live off the land oh oops, no i'm lost <laughs> oops i don't have to have money anymore oops i'm survivor yep oops i'm survivor um i, lo- I looked up like the dimensions and stuff of of the the island that she was actually on and like the idea of survivability okay. of that island uh Highest elevation is ten feet, pretty, pretty small. It's not high island. Not is only like point three square miles. Bad storm will fuck your ass up. A bad storm would fuck you up for sure. But you do, you do, you do have a lot of trees and stuff. There is a there's a resort on that island, which Ooh. makes me think it's probably pretty safe in general. You probably could make it on that island, like if you wanted to, if you because I mean, you know, there's that. Well. Spoilers for a movie that came out in like 2000, <laughs> 2001, Castaway. There is the point in Castaway where he wants to commit suicide. Yeah. Like, even though he's figured out a way to survive on this island, it's like, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. 
and the fact that she's seeing planes going over so much, like, it just makes me think, like, the survivability of that island outside of Shark Man, pretty high. Like, pretty high. she's All probably right. going to get away. All right. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you another thing about this movie that I I didn't notice, and that's honestly probably a good thing. It mm-hmm. took my, my, my hardcore uh, lady wife partner to notice uh-huh. this. For a movie, what is directed by man, uh-huh. what almost exclusively features uh, an attractive young woman sure, who has to do things like change clothes and bathe uh, on an yeah. island, uh-huh. it is not male gazy whatsoever. Nope. Like, there's nope. no point where it's like, watch her, wash her sexy body on right. the beach. Like, she takes, she takes a bath in the ocean, but it, there's nothing sexy about it. Like, she's just under the water using soap. Like, yeah. Yeah, we don't. It's kind yeah. of surprising. It is surprising. Yeah, it's surprising that, that that would happen, I guess. But it's also not surprising. This is good person shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it shouldn't be, but yeah. it is. Like, I, I, th- I think we could use a lot more sex in our movies, but I think we don't need to sexualize every woman on screen. Yeah, yeah Like, yeah, yeah. you can have movies where it's about survival and uh, a, a woman is just surviving and we don't have to look at her constantly and think, but would I fuck her? I know. Like imagine right. if Michael Bay directed exactly. this it's movie. My, yes. It would be, she would just be with her titties straight to the camera the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he wouldn't give her lines, but everybody else would have lines about her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, I thought I like, that was a, an interesting cool. thing about the movie. Like, there's really none of that going on at all. Yeah. And yeah, speaking of dialogue, there's damn near no dialogue in this Not movie. Not a lot, yeah. And I love that about it. Me I think too. the, what'd you say, the, the script is 68 68 pages, pages for... It's a, not a lot. It's a 80-something minute movie. It's a normally, movie. Normally, the translation is basically page of a script to one minute page of a minute. movie. Yep. Uh, in this case, because there's just not a lot of uh, dialogue... A lot of those pages would be descriptions of action, which just don't fill out the pages. So no, huh? a 68-page script is kind of unheard of for a feature-length movie. I will say, if there is a weak point about the movie, I think some of the dialogue could have used a little bit more humanization. I okay. think some of the dialogue feels like dialogue, not I, like human speech. You know but what I, mean? I also think that... D that's part, that's part of the reason for the dialogue is to show that speech speech directed at her is dehumanizing okay could be yeah like she doesn't dehumanize brad or anything like when she's talking to him she's immediately like worried about him as a human trying to save his life whereas the others are immediately suspicious of her immediately think her plans and her experiences are all wrong etc like invalidating her yeah. yeah yeah so maybe that is maybe that's why yeah. a stylistic intentional maybe thing. so yeah. could be man with that limited of a script and an outline for the movie mm-hmm. you know this clocks in at what it's like an hour 22 yeah it's fairly short yeah and i feel like this was so self-conscious about being exactly how long it needed to be yes it is a simple ass story we need more 80 minute movies especially horror Dude, movies we've I talked know. about it a lot like uh, in, in our pre-production meeting, you were talking about how, you know, you could see how this could be a really good short. But Feels like an anthology feature. Yeah. yeah, like it could be a really good short, uh, but it also has been lengthened out perfectly in a way where you're not like, oh, this is too long or they're trying to stretch it out. 
but it's not hour and a half. It's not two hours. It's not the normal length of a movie we see. But I think 80 minutes can be really perfect for something simple like this. I know. Like, it's a simple story of uh, a woman versus shark man. Like, we've all heard the tale. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. I think that it's really, really cleverly and tightly written. I never, even for a second, was bored. No. Like, as soon as the movie started and you're like, shit, she's stranded on the beach. Shit, there's this guy that's dying. Mm -hmm. Shit, he died. Yeah. Shit, Shit, she's she's going to survive. Shit, there was a camp. Other people have died here. Shit, there's a shark man. Yeah. Like, the whole movie, you're just going, shit. Oh, shit. This happened? Shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, like that should be our that's our quote on the the DVD box for this. Oh is, shit! Shit! <laughs> quote Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, that, it but, keeps upping the stakes. It's very tightly written, and I never got bored once. There's not a lot of emotion from the Shark Man, obviously. Not a lot. <laughs> but when she set up that like pile of fish guts. I felt like I could read on his face, like, oh, shit, okay, oh, some biscuits, all right. I'll take that. And then fire lights around him. He's like, what the fuck? God damn. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Mom always told me there's no such thing as free fish guts. And that's what I think made him weaker out of water, too. I think she knew that like having yeah, him around the heating fire him up would, would like, weaken him. Weaken him, yeah. Which makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Cinematography and stuff I thought was really tight. Looks great. I'm not going to say it was anything like wildly innovative, but it was what it needed to be. It's hard to shoot on a beach and look that good, honestly. It put me right there with her. It put me right there in thinking like there is nothing around. This is hopeless. There's Mm -hmm. nothing but water, 360 direction. Uh, It put me right there on the island. So Mm -hmm. I think the cinematography was exactly what it needed to be. Same with the soundtrack. Not a very intrusive soundtrack. Not a whole lot. Yeah. Don't really think about it. Yep. It was what it needed to be. Mm -hmm. It did the job. Yeah. There's just... The sparseness of this movie. I, l- I really love the idea of a sparse movie that also, like, just put a filter on it, add a different soundtrack, you got a spring break movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you you could easily just turn this into, like, uh, you know, some kids partying off in the distance and every once in a while one of them gets killed by a shark man, like... It, it could be a, a terrible, yeah. yeah, easy to watch movie. Yeah, yeah but it, it 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 like it draws you in with the that sort of beautiful beach feel to it. But it's all just like Castaway. It's it's drawing you into depressing thoughts of just like, oh fuck, how bad would that be? Yeah, even without a shark, man, how bad would that be? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's man versus nature for a lot of the movie, yeah. but then it's like man versus nature. Plus other mans, yep. this is worse. Yeah. Way worse. Like, they're not yeah. helping the situation at all. That's the weirdest fucking thing, but it, it's like, that, I mean, it's so exactly true yeah. of, of uh, I don't know to say humanity, but at the very least, white colonization of just, like, walking in and ruining everything. <laughs> just, like, no matter how perfect things were ticking, you just come in and you're like, I'm just going to fuck all of it up. It's all mine now, too. Also that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a really cool way to frame this. Yeah. It's like, it didn't have to take place on a desert island. No. But I think that it makes the the subtext less beat you over the head. Right, yeah. When it is. Yeah, uh-huh. Man, and, and again, I love that this movie knew exactly how long it needed to be. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need two and a half hours of a person surviving shark man attacks on an island and dealing with other shitty people right this movie was like you know what i can do this in 
under an hour and a half. Yeah. That should be a awesome. fucking badge of honor. It is. Like, That's the thing. I mean, we talked about like Flanagan, Mike Flanagan's Doctor Sleep, and how like it feels like a, a mini the series and stuff like yeah. that. And that's wonderful and that's beautiful. And sometimes you want to tell a big six hour story. Well, there's so much exposition in a story like exactly. that too. Exactly. But then, like this, this guy is like one of those government contractors who came in and was like, "I could tell that story in um, yeah, sixty eight pages." <laughs> And they were like, and like you got the job. Sold. All right, sold. Do it. I love it. And he did the job well. Yeah, Unlike exactly. government contractors, he did the job actually well <laughs> and better than the guy that was like, I'm going to need at least two and a half hours to tell that story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's he brought that it. Way. He brought just like the, the fact that you don't get distracted throughout. Because like we've on Friday nights, we have watched a ton of 80 ish minute movies yeah that feel like they're three hours long oh yeah this movie doesn't feel like that at all feels like a tight hour honestly like it, it does just feels like real quick good episode of a an anthology series or yeah, something almost like a really sick like black mirror episode exactly yeah. it, it it never overstays its welcome looks great the whole time pass the phone test good about it for sure yes. i wasn't phoning during this movie yeah, at all no not at all yeah it's awesome it, it really, really is, yep. man. This was a great surprise, and I don't know why more people haven't talked about this. Maybe because it's straight to Netflix. Oh, here's another thing yeah. I wanted to mention, too. Straight to Netflix, and it's PG-13. Yeah, and it's also, also Blumhouse. And it's Blumhouse. is a, a crapshoot. Blumhouse it is. can be great. Yes. Blumhouse can be bad. But like a PG-13 straight to Netflix Blumhouse movie with a title called Sweetheart. Yeah, it doesn't. On paper, you in, I'm yeah. not watching that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But also, it. I'll say this about the PG-13 rating. I never felt like this movie was ever holding back. Oh, no. There's blood. That There's a half man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's a ton of gore and blood. And There's yeah. no opportunity for sex in this movie, in no. this story, so none of that's there. No. There is... Next I bet to Big zero Necro d- probably had a check for him, though. Ooh. They were like, what if, you know, what if Brad gets it in, though? Like you know, right after he dies. Hey, I mean, what if that corpse was like real handsome and she takes a couple glances at it? You know, you know what I'm saying? She's she like, hey, have to do anything. He's just a torso, but he's yeah. got a face I could sit on. Uh, what do you think? Maybe just as the sun sets, it's been a lonely week on the island. You know, maybe that happens. I don't know. But I never felt like this this movie was a neutered movie. No, in terms of being PG thirteen rated. That's no, just I how think it, turned it just out. got that rating naturally. That yeah. was just the movie they were gonna make. There's no dialogue. There's no opportunity for profanity. Fucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the gore that's there never feels pared down to me. No. So yeah, I mean, seriously, when she finds Brad, he's like a rib cage and just blood. Yeah, that is. It's grizzly. Gory. It's grizzly. Yeah. So even the rating of this kind of put me off, but then when I watched it, I was like, "Oh no, this is yeah exactly what it needed it to just, be." It just earned that rating outright. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So man, other than some of the dialogue being a little stiff, but maybe stylistically so. Maybe stylistically so. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of complaints about this movie. No, I don't I, know if I'll rewatch it like I all will. the time. <laughs> I will. I will definitely be rewatching this movie. It, it, Probably in the summer, not in February. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it has a good summer feel. It 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 has that 
jawsiness, I would say. Yeah. Where man versus nature. It's man versus nature. It makes you think about summer and going to the beach. It makes you a little bit afraid of that, but also like it's a fun time. I yeah, I think I think I will be rewatching this probably several sure. times. Yeah. Sure, man. Are you ready to get to the ratings phase? Yeah, and this is where I'm struggling because I want to give it a nine and a half, um, uh, and I'm gonna, but I don't have any defense for it. Yeah. Other than uh, it's an 80 minute movie that never once bored me and no. made me think a lot, and also scared me in positive ways. Like that first revelation of the outline of the creature Fuck was just me, like, dude. like that that feeling where you're just like, oh. Dude, there were so many moments in this movie where I was like, fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that. Dude, so yeah, the reveal with the flare Uh where he stands up in the water, I was like, fuck this. (laughs) Whenever they finally get on the raft and there's like that overhead shot of him (gasps) and you see like the shark guy like through the water, I was like, fuck this. And then immediately after that, his hand starts like poking through (sighs) the bottom of the raft. Because then you know you, that there's no escape, and you're also t- pretty far out from the shore. Like you're, he's so fast in the water. Like, oh, you're fucked. You're fucked. You're yeah. absolutely fucked. Yeah. yeah, like being stranded on a raft is like an ultimate nightmare situation mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. But then also when you've got this apex predator about to poke a damn hole in the bottom of the raft, and the only person there on the raft with you is definitely a murderer and a, yeah. probably a cannibal. Yep. And a coward, we find out. And a fucking out. coward. Yeah. He's like, an absolute you're coward. fucked. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, there are so many parts in this movie that scared the shit out of me. Legitimately. Ha- the thing that, like, for for real with Lucas, when he was being dragged down by the shark, he had a spear in his hand. Yeah, but he's a dang wang. He's a wang. Yeah. yeah. He was just expecting everything to work out for him rather than do something. Oh, my God. The white guy can't believe it when something <laughs> bad happens to him. Oh, no. Exactly. Dude, like, notice the, exactly. the white people have no defense. None. 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 Because nothing bad ever happens <laughs> right. to them. And me, like, even after being told there's a shark creature in the water that'll drag you out to a hole in the middle of the ocean is walking in the water. Yeah, because a black person told her. So yeah. why should she believe it? So why it? should she believe it? Yeah. But meanwhile, that black actress is just like, oh, I'm ready to fucking kill this motherfucker. <laughs> yes, yes. Love it. Jennifer brings it, or Kirstie Clemens brings it so hard. I love it. She's great in this. I don't have really a lot of complaints about this movie. Yeah, that's me. I'm a nine this thing. Yeah. Like it Deserved. is head and shoulders above yeah. so many horror movies that have been like big ass blockbusters that have brought in millions of dollars. And this is a streaming for free Netflix movie. Y'all get on this. For sure. Get on yeah. this fucking movie. It, yeah, if you've listened this far, it you still haven't ruined it for yourself because there's not really any spoilers here. Even yeah. even if you know that it's coming, when that that silhouette of the creature Ooh, it, oh it's just that's great. an iconic yeah. fucking horror it moment. really is it, it really it, is i'm so surprised seriously so surprised i have not heard people talk about this i can't figure it out yeah. like if this came out like in the middle of 2020 and i would be like yeah. well nobody was going to theaters i get yeah, it but if it was out. only for rentals so nobody rented it whatever yeah like it, it hit um it hit october 22nd of, of 2019 like there's nothing to stop anyone from seeing this yeah and Why wasn't everybody talking about this? Exactly. <laughs> My question. They should have released it in the summer, I feel like. 
that yeah. would have at least brought people in and then would have got word of mouth going. I think that's the problem. I think we've identified some of the problems. The name Sweetheart doesn't really tell you what you're getting into. Not like, at all. But I like it. Oh, yeah. I do like that they went with it that, to be more vague and to bring you into this creature feature. But, yeah, I, I think I think there are some obvious reasons why it didn't get as much play. But also, like, having seen it, please watch it. And tell us tell us if you think we've missed something and we're just totally wrong here. Because as far as I can tell, this is just a great horror movie. For real. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts about it over on the Facebook group. Again, it is the only reason to be on that godforsaken yep. world-ruining website. Yep. Just hang out with us on there. That's kind of all that you need to do. That's all I do there. Lots of very fucking good people, lots of cool people, lots of fucking funny memes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So hang out on there. Tell us what you think about this movie. Uh, support the show on our Patreon page. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Woo! Head on over there. We become a patron on any level. You get access to the Patreon exclusive episodes. You do. Uh, become a patron. More coming on- soon. Yeah. We'll have more soon. And, and I'm trying to listen. I have ADD. I have an anxiety disorder. What's it? Where is I, it? Huh? What? I come up with a million things I could do for the Patreon, and then I think about them for a month and don't do them. Oh. I apologize, but I'm working on that, and hopefully I'll get some stuff out. Ram Emily, them out immediately. That's Emily the key. and I will hopefully soon sit down and talk about clue because i really wanted to do that and like i had to convince her like hey be on the podcast because she loves clue so hopefully we'll sit down throw that on the patreon do it you you can hear about that um but anyway yeah head on over there become a five dollar patron you can throw a movie into the smoking bowl we uh, uh, randomly draw from the smoking bowl we cover the movie that we randomly once draw. a month and we're doing that next week. So That's right. if you want to know what movie we're covering next week, pay attention to our social media on Friday. On that Instagram, all that good stuff. You guys can track us down. Find out what the next movie is. I don't even know what it is yeah, right now. I currently don't either. <laughs> I hope that it's something real dope. But, Me too. I mean, honestly, all the Patreon draws, they've all been great. Hard yeah. hitters, man. Mm-hmm. So you guys have some good taste. You like things that are nice. So be sure to support the show and uh, join up on the Patreon. Yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. Get your movie featured next time. Next time. Yeah. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever else you can review. Anywhere you can review. All the places you can review. Mm -hmm. All are welcome. All are welcome. Go to Joe Rogan's podcast on Spotify and review our podcast. But give him a zero. Yeah. But be like, hey, you should be listening to (laughs) Drang and Legley instead. I don't mind that. I don't either. <laughs> I'm here for that. That's okay. Get a lot of good fucking viewers right there. Yeah. The, the good Joe Rogan audience. Although, I don't know the <laughs> amount of people that would be like, I need to read some reviews before I start listening to this Joe Rogan. Exactly. Hmm, people mention Dead and Lovely. I'll check that out. Mm, I don't like them. I feel like it goes more like this. Mm, Joe Rogan, that podcast. I'm going listen. <laughs> Ooh, elk meat. <laughs> yeah. Me also eat elk meat. That yeah. might be more yeah. accurate, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but hey, give it a try. No such thing as bad advertisement. <laughs> it's true. So yeah, <laughs> rate and review us everywhere that you can. Go listen to those assholes. Assholes. That's good advertising. Yeah. Says Miyazaki. <laughs> assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best Miyazaki impression. Well, be sure to tune in next week whenever we're covering our next Patreon drawing episode. I'm sure that it's going to be a good one. I'm sure too. Thank you guys so much for listening and supporting the show. I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. We've been dead and lovely. Bye. Bye.
So it just struck me the other day. Okay. That the voice that rang through our childhoods, the voice that interviewed all of our childhood Razzlin heroes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of course, one Gene Okerlund. Yeah. Mean Gene. Yeah. You want to talk about one of the most misleading titles anybody has ever been granted? <laughs> Did he ever do a single thing that seemed mean to you? I don't ever? think he ever had a heel turn, no. 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 So why did they call him Mean Gene? I think it was kind of like when you call like a short guy, like, like Tolly. I don't know. Uh-huh. Old Tolly, they yeah. call him. Hey, Tolly. <laughs> hey, Tolly boy. Everybody yeah. knows that situation. Maybe you've heard of the reverse where you call a big guy tiny. Okay, I've heard yeah. tell of that one. Okay. I think maybe it was that where the it was kind of a rib where the wrestlers were like, oh, he's the meanest of us all, you know? Because mm, okay. he's just a little short, bald guy who smokes cigars. Do you think that like before him they tried out nice Bryce and it just wasn't a good fit? <laughs> he was like, guys, my name's not Bryce. <laughs> Gene. <laughs> None of the wrestlers like respected him. They were yeah. like, he's too fucking nice. Pristine Gene. Pristine they maybe tried. Gene. Yeah. He's squeaky clean. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty they, good, squeaky actually. Squeaky clean Gene, by squeaky the way. Squeaky clean Gene, yeah. yeah. Clean yeah. Gene Okerlund, they called clean me. Clean Gene Okerlund. But then they noticed, of course, that he smoked cigars, and they were like, that's not very clean, I mm, guess. Pretty mean to those lungs, I'll tell you that. Uh, mean, mean Gene. Gene. <laughs> And it just stuck. It stuck, yeah. He always uh-huh. seemed really nice to me. Yeah, he does. He seemed like a real nice guy. Do you remember um, there were like seg- there was like a I don't remember what the build up was for, but there were these segments where Hogan was trying to get Mean Gene in shape. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know why I bring that up, other than that was weird. Hey, remember that? <laughs> that was fucking weird, right? It was. Yeah, Mean Gene, not a mean guy. No, not really. Yeah. Sweet Pete, maybe. Sweet Pete, that's a good name. He doesn't have the name Pete, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> had worked with what they had, man. Why didn't they run with the last name? Okerlund. Gene, Gene Pokerlund Okerlund. Nope. You know what? On account of all them cigars, they, they should have called him Smokerlung Okerlund. <laughs> <laughs> yes, nailed it. Smoker Lung Boom. Okerlund. Smoker Lung Okerlund. It's a good name. Yeah, I like it. Really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Should have gone with that. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Mm. 